Surprise! It's me again. It is the Robert Scott Bell Show. We have got a great show for you today. Robert is behind the scenes, still scrambling around, having still still working out the bugs on the uh, on the new studio. So I'm just going to kick things off here and get us started. Uh, coming up on the show today, here's a question: Could Pfizer vaccines weaken kids' immunity? Robert probably thinks that's a moment of duh, but we'll talk about that article out of the Children's Health Defense. We'll talk about that. Uh, we are scheduled to have Keith Coley on uh, as a guest. I'm I've uh, been trying to get a hold of him. Hopefully he'll show up. But he's a uh, a Chinese medical intuitive. I have no idea what that is, but we're going to find out what is a Chinese medical intuitive. Uh, he's been doing that for over 14 years, and uh, so we'll talk about some energy medicine and such. Uh, how about over-the-counter meds in your backyard? Are there things growing in your backyard, or could there be that would be something that we could replace over-the-counter meds with? Talk about that. Cancers on the rise among young people. Another homeopathic hits segment today. Today we'll be talking about hypericum, which apparently is timely uh, because of something that Robert had to do this morning. So, you know, these coincidences, I love how they happen. Uh, why is the younger generation getting sick earlier and more often than the older generation? There's another good question. We'll be talking about that. How about uh, uh, super secret spy underwear? Is that something you want? Apparently that's something that's coming out. The U.S. spy agencies have, have something they're coming out with that your underwear can spy on other people. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about IPAC EDU. Got a, uh, a course here on genetics that we're going to talk about that is being offered presently that we'll want you to check out. So all that stuff and more today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, we'll be back right after this. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, it's uh, deer in the headlights time. We have no Robert Scott. Ah, <laughs> uh, he is uh, fervently trying to work in the studio there. Oh, look, he made himself live. All right, tell me if this is working. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have this coming through the right computer? Yeah, it's, yeah you got it working. Oh, my gosh. You guys, this is crazy. And I, and <laughs> it's not um, garage band days or, or uh, what do we call it, uh, Wayne's World scenario. But, you know, yesterday, remember, we did our first broadcast from the new studio. And I lost secondary visual on, on – yeah, it was just a lot of equipment stuff. I was on with uh, Apple for like two days straight trying to figure it out. And they're finally going, just bring it into the Apple – repair people and uh i did i got there and they're like well it looks like we have to replace the whole motherboard it's out of warranty though but hey look there's an exception they wrote an exception on this note to us which means what i'm like exception what does that mean it means apple's gonna cover it <laughs> like what how Yay. much would it cost me if i if i had to pay for it oh 650 bucks at least holy like, cow holy crap i could buy a used computer for that there you go uh, anyway super d uh Thanks for bearing with me, and thank you all for bearing with me as we're in the midst of setting up the new studio. Tomorrow I'm heading out after uh, the Jonathan E. Mort interview to Dallas for the HEAL event as well with Dr. Artis. And 
Um, I'm just running on all backup systems today. And that's why Superdon had to cover us both days. And I thought today would be even stranger. Uh, I don't know that the audio and video are in sync. You tell me, Superdon, is what you see in it, sync. Yeah, and presently, it does not look like it is. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the best that I can do. It's going to be uh, fine on the uh, audio podcast, but I can't figure out how to uh, maneuver it and make it go into sync. Uh, it's like we're, we're scrambling to get online, even get on the air. So. It looks like there's like, it's one of those movies that's dubbed, you know, with, yeah. with a, a foreign you really language. Close your or something. eyes and don't watch the show. Just listen. <laughs> it might make more. Uh, I don't know why that we're on delay, quite honestly, but it's a miracle that we're on the air at all, considering. Well, the good news is for the people listening to the podcast, they won't know the difference. That's right. That's right. So that's do right. we carry on? Do, do you want to put up? So a everybody just, just, just close your eyes. <laughs> do you want to put and up just a still image of me or do you want to go for it? And no, I, I, well, I don't know. Let's see what everybody else says. Should okay. we? Should I put that crazy picture that of uh, Robert making that funny face that we used a couple months ago, or should we just uh, leave it like it is? We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what happens in the chat room. All right, I have no idea, so I'm going to just try and do the show, and you guys bear with me on this. The first question of the day, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, here is: Could Pfizer vaccine, that's not a vaccine, weaken kids' immunity? Uh, this is an astonishing uh, level of, I, I wouldn't say incompetence at this point. I would say maliciousness at this point because they know the vaccine that's not a vaccine doesn't work for anybody. They know uh, that the vaccine that's not a vaccine is not efficacious in preventing transmission of whatever you believe this to be. And yet they're targeting kids for this even today. And you have spokespeople from the Biden administration, including CDC deputy director, uh, talking about how uh, kids, do you want to see your grandparents alive? I mean, they're they're bringing that back out again. It's astonishing. The fear mongering and they call us purveyors of disinformation and misinformation. It's primarily coming from the pharmaceutically conflicted government of these United States of drug America. Researchers in Australia looking for signs that vaccination against COVID-19 might protect uh, against other infectious diseases found just the opposite. One month after getting Pfizer's injection, children experienced a sharp decline in immune proteins or cytokines, according to a study in Frontiers in Immunology. This is an article by Angelo De Palma, PhD. Now, is this a surprise to anybody? Seriously, this injection. And, you know, this is where, as I hear now, Trump is being confronted so much by the disaster that is the vaccine or so-called vaccine that he's now having to acknowledge it now uh, backtrack a little bit on it, but it, it, it's the warship of government that got us into this mess. It's the belief that government, even at warp speed, could do something of benefit to the people of America, much less its children. And it's true of all people around the world if you look at government and realize that it is not the most efficient and effective means by which you can garner uh, or gain access to truth, fact, uh, or scientific uh, in integrity experimentation that would provide benefit. And if I, you know, I've called for a separation of medi medicine and state once, I've called for it a million times or somewhere in between those two numbers that we are looking at the wrong entity or entities to provide protection for our immune system and the immune system, of our children, everything that they do to inject into us works to diminish our immune powers, our immune efficiency or even our immune response at all. Uh, 
And the opposite can happen in some of these cases, arguably with some of these COVID mRNA type injections, is that it elicits a more devastating response. Some have called it pathogenic priming. Some have called it original antigenic sin. Some have called it uh, uh, antibody-dependent enhancement. In any case, a hyperstorm, a, a, a hyperkinetic cytokine storm of such devastation that your own immune system kills you almost instantly. All related to this that either destroys your immune system or puts it into hyperdrive, and either one could be deadly. And again, your government, if you consider it that it might be your government or it might be not yours. In fact, when you step back from it, you go, is this a government of the people, by the people, and for the people? And you realize, no, it's not. It's a government of the corporation, by the corporation, and for the corporation. Various forms of fascism, other isms that relate to collectivism. One size fits all. Injections for everybody, all kids. What about my kid? Your kid is a kid, right? That's enough. That qualifies. Well, what about my kid's unique uh, functions and dysfunctions? What about any genetic issues that he or she has? Oh, no, no. It's just one size fits all. Oh, well, what if my kid dies? Well, we'll thank you for taking one for the team. Has that changed much at all? And we're still looking to government to solve the problems that government either facilitates or makes worse? The government has been bought and uh, it's, it's completely controlled by the pharmaceutical church. It's a form of Luciferianism. Yeah, I'm just going to say it right like it is. It's, it's, it's basically the, the manifestation of the negative power that exists because below the worlds of God, you have the split between the positive and negative. We live in the worlds of duality. Who engages in the negative side of that? completely, almost in its totality, allopathic medicine, even in its attempt to do the right thing when it does the right thing, like in triaging uh, response to warfare, bullet-riddled bodies, ravaged by uh, uh, being hit by a bus or a car. It's still allopathic medicine, the medicine of the devil, yet even if it does right, you understand it's working with the negative energies. To produce what? Something that corresponds to what are the negative energies involved in warfare and shooting people with bullets or hitting them with cars? Yeah, even when it succeeds in saving life, and I'm not speaking out against it, don't get me wrong, just specifically, that is its nature. It exists within that realm. When you apply those same principles of negativity inappropriately, because again, there's a positive force and a negative force in electricity, you know, polarity. It's not that negative is necessarily evil either, even as I call it a Luciferian construct. There's an appropriate place for it in the worlds of creation below the worlds of God where that positive and negative comes together and there is no dichotomy or uh, you know, positive and negative. It's all that one. I'm getting into some right, maybe quantum physics or spirituality or the combination of the two as I discuss this, but I look at this, this point of the government, your government, most governments of the Western world promoting actively engaging and promoting deceptively in an injection that does nothing but devastate your immune system or hyperstimulate it. Either ends of the pole are not good. Where is the balanced response? Where's the facilitation of a balanced response? That would come with what? Homeopathic medicine, herbal medicine, natural medicine, food. But those things cannot be promoted cannot be promoted as uh, anything to do with health or disease or the remediation of disease because freedom of speech does not exist when it comes to natural medicine, health, and healing. 
Super Don, are we getting any feedback that's like it's horrible to watch and listen at the same time based on being out of sync? I'm Everybody says just let it roll. Let it rip. I apologize. I mean, say, I have no idea why this is happening. I think it's because of the computer, because you're using a different computer to to stream the show on today, correct? I think you're right. You know, I think the processing, it's the processing the yeah. is not as good as what I have. Yeah, it can't so keep it's up. limited in its ability. I wonder if I should just shut most of these things down and maybe it'll come back into sync. No, now it's in sync. It is? <laughs> it just went to sync? Huh? You are now in sync. How about that? Which means you should now start dancing and singing. Dance and sing, because now now it'll actually look like I know the beat. You are in sync. You know the band is in sync. Oh, that in sync band. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, right. hey, Superdome. By the way, where are we on the healing uh, with gut and silver aloe protocol? Uh, we've got to do the expanded uh, ebook version of that chapter. I know You're asking me? Said, yeah, because there was a deadline, and I can't remember when we needed to get it done because it was going to be provided as a gift for one of the things coming up. And I just need you to. <laughs> I know it's a big ask, but I need you to help i gotta remember that was By the, the way do you like what anna did with what you sent yesterday look at that behind me in the screen. um yeah it looks good it looks nice it looks still, good and you can see in. the yeah it's over to it's it's shifted over so you can actually see it when you're standing there talking the, right. the logo but it's still cutting off the uh the yeah, url well, we can modify it but i think yeah. that's pretty cool yeah all right well i'm so happy it looks good now it was bothering all right me. If it was bothering you i don't know but no worries uh, well it was it was kind of weird but yeah, not the end of the world. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna so um, yeah, I will check and see if I can find out what the deadline. Of, that was for that Avaya thing, wasn't it? Yes. 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 Oh my goodness, what a day! Do we have uh, it's first hour? Do we have Keith Coley scheduled today? You we do, him. but I don't. I have a feeling he's not going to show up. Why is that? Uh, I can't get a hold of him. I have his phone numbers. I called and left him a message and. So I'm I'm guessing wires got crossed somewhere somehow. Okay. Well, more time for you and me in the midst of uh, the chaos. Yeah. With All right, Super Don, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh. When I go into my discussion of allopathic medicine and I start referencing it in terms of energy and calling it negative energy or Luciferian, um, <laughs> now you know I don't come from a hardcore, let's say, religious dogma perspective, but obviously I have beliefs you know, and spirit and God and light and love and, and, you know, demonic forces, all of that. And what I'm trying to describe is that allopathic medicine is very much rooted in the physical world, right? Primarily, it's not about minded spirit, even if they pay lip service to it. It's all about, yeah. as I call it, triaging weapons of mass destruction. You're in a warfare setting, you get riddled with bullet holes. Are they not good at patching you up for survival or maybe even getting you back out on the battlefield? Yes. That's correct. That's yeah. They're good at putting stuff together. They're good at uh, poking around and finding out what's working and what's not working. Um, I, I know that you have differences of opinion on how to remedy those situations, but yes. they're good at diagnosing and, and uh, you know, figuring out what it is that, that the, uh, the problem seems to be. So, uh, yeah. But, but, All right. So what is your question? Well, there's the... the the difficult description that I try to relate to folks is that it is just down deep down into that physical route to the connection to the earth, which is not a bad thing per se. But if we apply the same concepts of like you here, you come to me, super Don, and you have some health issues, but you got no bullet holes. You haven't hit, but been hit by a bus. And what I'm going to recommend is uh, surgery and toxic poisons for you. 
And you're like, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 what's going on here? But that's their primary quote unquote weapon or let's say efficacious response to those riddled with bullet holes or broken bones, how we're going to use surgery and drugs to get you out of that mess. Right. But you have not been shot. You have not been hit by a bus. And that's what they're going to do is what is the worst case scenario? What can we do that applies minimally as possible to what we do for people shot or hit by cars? You know what I'm saying? Right. And you modify that into because we're good at finding out what's wrong with you, ignoring the fact that the things that they have done to you throughout your life. And I'm not you know, picking on you, Super D, just as a general use in that scenario. That what you've, you've been done by going to doctors time and time again is you've they've been contributing to whatever ails you today outside of being shot or hit by a bus is my point. OK. And so their remedy for you is not appropriate to what's really ailing you, which is what may have been given to you by them along the way yeah. in managing a symptom here or there. Right. And, and so that's why I call it the, the medicine of the negative power how deceptive it is, how inappropriate it is. Like giving a child an injection of toxic poisons, heavy metals, DNA, RNA from animals, aborted fetal cells. How does that do anything but cause dis-ease, right? As opposed to preventing it other than the manifestation of symptoms associated with an infection, which I've argued, yes, they are able to do that in many cases. Suppress the expression, which is the symptoms, which is not the same as preventing the disease any more than eliciting an immune response called an antibody or antibodies is necessary or sufficient to prevent you from having, quote unquote, the disease or infection. So in every way, shape or form, I believe they fail. That's not me being mean and nasty. I just have that perception based on what I've assessed uh, of, from the allopathic med- medical world, misapplying the remedies to ailments that they have in fact caused or are about to cause. Yes. I just saw we're out of sync again and I don't know why. Yeah. It's all right. Just keep going. Uh, so I, again, what, what's the question? You were going to put me on the spot, but you didn't put me on the spot. Yeah. You know, I, I just felt, felt bad. I didn't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> I, f- I feel used. I guess it's a, it's just a general perspective <laughs> of how I how was well, just a prop there for a moment there. How well can I communicate very? No, no, listen, it's yeah. I mean, it, you, I don't think anybody would disagree with what you said. Um, I guess the, the, the que- what would the question be in that? Why, why do they do that? That's how they're trained, right? I mean, they yeah. aren't trained in any of the other stuff. That would be the other side of the, you know, the, the, the coin, right? You know, they, they don't, that, that's not how, what they went to school for. Right. They went to school and they were taught, this is what you do, right? Um, so should we be angry with them? I don't know. I don't want to misplace the anger, for instance. Right? Uh, you know, is it their and, fault? Kind of, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, did they look beyond uh, what it is they went to school? Or did they just go to school and say, I want to be one of those guys? And they got trained to be one of those guys. And now they're doing the stuff that those guys do. And because they wanted to be successful and make the money and have the status of being a doctor and, you know, maybe helping people. Right. Thinking that they're helping people. And, I, right. you know, look, it's not all bad. They do help people. Right. But I they take it to that. a level. They take it to a level like you were yeah. just talking about where it's right. like when it comes down to it and it's like, hey, doc, I've got this problem, you know. Is there something I could do other than take pills or, or, or get surgery? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you ask them those types of questions, I guess they I'm don't annoyed. really have a whole lot to say. I'm just annoyed on top of uh, being, you know, 
stressed out from all the equipment stuff and maybe I'm yeah. taking it out too harshly on allopathic medicine, but I, I just, I, well, okay. I, so, I mean, let's look at what's, what's going on in the chat room here. Yeah. Ula, Ula, he was here. She's normally not here. Hi, Ula. She, uh, she's talking, she, she was saying what a great treat it was to tune in to the live stream. Um, Ooh, Darren's got a question for me. We'll get to that in a second. So Ula says they are not evil mm-hmm. and a part of the nefarious plan. They truly believe that they're saving the world. And it, what she, she said, they're not all evil. They're um, not all evil. Yeah. yeah, I, I oh, agree. I agree, Ula. And I, I, and I think, that. It, you know, you, I don't know what the percentage point is of, is it a vast majority that are not evil or engaged in evil, nefarious activity? I think most of them are quite unconscious because of their programming. And engage in damaging and dangerous things that I could call, if not evil, uh, somewhat, uh, let's say, harmful, to say right. the least. And if you harm a child, uh, how does that look in the eyes of God? I mean, it's a question. I mean, we've covered things like this before, especially with these pediatricians and the vaccine program, much less the rest of the government, and the medical industrial complex promoting COVID jabs right now. Like I said, deputy director of CDC apparently is talking about, you know, the kids. Do you want to see grandpa alive? Like, right, get the shot or not? Right, yeah. Now, but let's let's go beyond the COVID thing here. Darren asked the question: How do they help people, Don? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Throw, throwing down the the gauntlet there, Darren. Um, how do they help people? Well, okay. Let's throw some scenarios out there. Um, I'm I'm walking down the hallway of my house. I have a heart attack. Whoops! And drop my phone on the floor. No, he can't help me with that. Uh, and so they rush me to the hospital, and I've under having cardiac arrest and the doctor gets in there and he, he brings me back. He helped me. Some people might say, no, he didn't, but uh, they are I don't want their opinions, but um, yeah. So he's helped me. Right. I get into a car accident and you know, my, my arm has been uh, uh, severed and they get in there and they do the surgery and put my arm back, attach it to my body. I would say that helped me. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even go as far as to say, I go into a doctor and I say, you know what? I'm really not feeling well. And the doctor says, well, let's take a look at what's going on with you. And they find out, oh, look, you've got high blood pressure. Now, the doctor might say, hey, uh, here, let me give you some uh, blood pressure medication, right? Right. I don't necessarily have to take that medication, but I've gone to the doctor and he's determined what it is that's wrong with me. And now I have information. Knowledge is power, right? Now I can take that and I can go, hey, I can do this instead. You know, I'm going to throw these pills out the window and I'm going to go take some Cardio Miracle instead or I'm going to, you know, take some magnesium or I'm going to exercise more. Hey, you know, this is a wake-up call. I need to do something because I've got high blood pressure or something like that. Now, I don't have the technical knowledge of being able to find out what it is that was wrong with me, but they have the ability to do these tests and these things and take blood panels and find out what's going on and all this kind of stuff. You know, so to, to that, to me, they have that expertise, right? Okay, what about... Uh, an ancient Chinese medical doctor, if I can call it that, or a modern contemporary homeopath. You know what? If that's what you wanted to do, but what I'm going to say is let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? You want to go to it. You want to go to to the the witch doctor or whatever like that, you know, to find out if you've got high blood pressure or not, go for it. That's totally cool. You can go to whoever you want to. Who's the witch doctor in this case? You are. What? No, I'm just kidding. Well, we had fun with that back in the day, but, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't see a problem with going to a doctor uh, because they've got the technology in place to be able to diagnose and find out what's wrong with you. 
that doesn't mean that you have to let them do whatever they want to. All right, and that so doesn't mean you have to follow, you know, beyond the, the diagnosis. Your argument then is to use the modern technology of diagnosis and then yeah. run for the hills. Once 100%, you find out 100%, what's wrong. 100, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Okay. You okay. know, okay. that's been my advice to a lot of people. And I've said this before um, on this show where people will write in and say, look, I got this going on, that going on. And you kind of read what it is that's going on with them. And you're looking at it and you're going, wow, that's, that's pretty serious, right? I, I, if it were me. I would want to go to find out where, you know, I, I would want to go to the place that is going to have the, the, the highest uh, uh, possibility of being able to figure out what it is that's wrong with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say anything bad about a, you know, traditional Chinese medicine practitioner or something like that. But, you know, sometimes there's stuff going on and, you know, that, that's just me. Now, Lori asked the question, what if the diagnosis is incorrect? You have the wrong info. True. But you could get that from anybody. You could get that from the traditional Chinese guy. You could get that from the homeopath. You could get that from the osteopath, the naturopath. Humans make mistakes, right? So get it. You know what? If it's something where, you know, you're concerned about that, that, get a second opinion. I think it's reasonable. I'm not saying go in there and when the, when the doc says this is what's wrong with you and you, we want you to do this, that you have to go with it. Might be hard to say no. Maybe somebody might go, you know what? I don't want to put myself in a position where I go in there and they 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 get they're going to try and pressure me and I don't I'm not going to put cool that 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 works for you that's fine for me personally I have no problem with going to a doctor and having them figure out what's wrong because I think they can they can do a pretty good job of it but that's just my humble opinion as unpopular as it may be <laughs> yeah I just lost camera connection but maybe that's better oh it's that was back. you it's coming oh, back there you are all right well super Don here. Uh, another aspect of this discussion is um, the argument against natural medicine practitioners that they're somehow incapable of diagnosing correctly. And because they miss the diagnosis, no. you end up dead. And yet, if you diagnose correctly as an allopath and you. All right, Robert. Treatment- so, I mean, come on. Let's, I understand what you're saying. But, but you know, we're, what, what, do we, what, what example do we want to use? We can find examples of things where we can say. Uh, it would make more sense to go to a homeopath than it would be an allopath, right? I've got a sore throat. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you could go to, to you know, somebody that, uh, you know, could, could look into that and figure out what's going around with you. I'm having a heart attack. Do I go to a homeopath? What would you do if somebody walked in and they were having a heart attack and fell on the floor, Robert? Uh, Glonoenum. <laughs> I'd give him a coffee enema. That'd wake him right up. No. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we're talking about times of crisis, things where you think things are serious. And I understand what people might be like. Oh, no, they might get it wrong. Well, everybody can get it wrong. You know, are you implying that a doctor would get it wrong because they are not, uh, they're they're not qualified to take care of situations like that? I'm switching over to uh, the built-in camera right now, Super Don, so it's a different look. Um, But I think I'm in sync now. Yeah. See that? Ula says you could put cayenne pepper under their tongue. All right. Cool. So if they if their heart has stopped and they're laying there on the floor, mm-hmm. will you not use a defibrillator to try and bring them back? No, you just disconnect the cables from your car battery if you have one. I though. know. Do like uh Don't like use a uh, Tesla though, because that's like that they do on, on, on Hollywood in Hollywood. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think there are things that uh you know in the allopathic realm that are not all bad. Right. 
and I don't think you have to run the other direction screaming from the situation because it's it's not something that's quote natural. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know. I know. I know. I'm very unpopular today. Dude, is my, it's okay. is, did I bend over and my devil's advocate is showing? Yes, exactly. <laughs> what did I say about medicine of the devil? Uh, look, well, just white devil, white devil. We're programmed to believe in the power of the white lab coat. It is still something that is uh, overtly uh, programmed into the people of the Western world that there's a worshipful interaction with a doctor. You know, that you, you, even if you have critical thinking skills like Super Don, there's still a, I defer to you, doctor, and, you know, name the situation. And uh, Ula now understands and agrees with you, Super D. There we okay. go. All right. That's so, all that matters. But at the same time we're having this discussion, I just want you to know, and you know this, Super D, that I've not said throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sure. But it is disappointing. You have I'm, gone to a doctor before. Yes, I have. And, You've and, gone and, to an emergency room before. That's right. And, You've and, taken antibiotics. That's right. And so um, my discussion, though, is really one of uh, uh, reprogramming the brain or the mind, if you will, to, to be less worshipful and put context into all of these things. You know, as we heard, and I, I don't know what's going on with Sherry Tenpenny. I haven't heard any updates other than what we heard right before we went to Let area. me look right now, see if I can find yeah. something. I mean, you know, she's a physician. She's trained allopathically as a DO, but that's the equivalent of an MD. And, you know, therefore she can prescribe medicines or drugs and I think still does to some degree and may have been on that. I don't, I'm not speaking out of turn here. I mean, these are things she's talked about openly as well. And, um, you know, life-saving or life-degrading, uh, again, arguably in different cases or scenarios. When we're talking, you brought up the issue of blood pressure. People do rely on a lot of blood pressure medicine in America. It's amazing how many people are, have elevated blood pressure. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should do the same thing identically other than eat cleaner food and exercise and basic clean water and all of that. But for the most part, most people would benefit by utilizing the nitric oxide sustaining production of, uh, for instance, Cardio Miracle. I don't think that would be detrimental to just about anybody. Now, some have said, hey, if I already have low blood pressure, could it make my blood pressure lower? Some people have said it does. Others have said, nope, no problem there at all. So you have to be, uh, let's say, sensitive to individual needs. I agree with that. I'm not going to dispute that. But there's another thing to think about in terms of what is high blood pressure. It's inflammation within the veins and arteries and within the vascular system. It's also often a thickening of the blood due to long, chronic, long-term uh, dehydration issues. You know, not like in a desert dehydration, but subtle below optimal. And I've said this many times before, even a 1% reduction in total hydration could result in 10% reduction in metabolic efficiency. So we talk about blood pressure again. We go, all right, uh, let's see. What have we done? Have we eliminated the toxin inflow, for instance, the burden on the liver? When the liver is congested, how does that impact blood flow? blood viscosity, et cetera. And none of those things are considered by the allopaths when they come in or you come into them and they say, you have high blood pressure and they say, here's the drug to manage it. And, and then you acknowledge that super D I know that's not even an, a dispute argument between us, sure. but it's once again, blood pressure issues are not difficult to ascertain and remediate. Now, there are some complications when you're dealing with long-term heavy metal exposure, mercury, and cadmium, 
the impact on the kidneys and the adrenals. And these can complicate and confound the, the, the reasons why some people have high blood pressure than others. Some it could be simpler, some it could be more complex, but still nothing within the allopathic medical structure in response to identifying, ha, I found it, you have high blood pressure, is necessarily appropriate outside of an, a life or death scenario where you have a dangerously high scenario of something that they have to bring into control or else you're going to die, which right. is, again, the appropriate place for medicine. This is an interesting, again, discussion, especially because I think today we have scheduled another homeopathic hit. So we'll give you a, a little bit of contrast there in that regard. But my point, again, is the response to what they can identify, and they're not the only ones that can identify high blood pressure. Right. He said that's not that complicated. And my point as well of talking about Chinese medicine, herbalist, Ayurvedics or homeopaths that can do pulse diagnosis with the four fingers can determine so much more than just blood pressure. That's the also the irony of an allopathic medicine that is exalted to the status. And yet it's in its infancy in terms of really knowing and understanding the relationship between one thing and everything. So that if you took a pulse, you can actually feel and learn things about somebody if you're trained to do so that far supersede the accuracy or the, the inaccuracy of many of the technological marvels that we go, oh, isn't that amazing? Look what it found, except that in many cases, it finds things that aren't there. And then you get diagnosed with something you don't have and given a drug or, or prescribed with a, for a drug that you didn't need. That leads to 10 other drugs because one cascading problem leads to another. And so that's the aspect of the subtlety of the discussion and argument that goes beyond just the, I'm after the diagnosis. How often do they get it wrong yet? They would blame anybody who is not trained in an afflection report uh, medical school curricula as incapable, unqualified for identifying what ails you. In fact, as a homeopath, we might look at something in the body and even though it has a name, we don't need the name because the symptoms that present indicate actual causal relationships to things that preceded it rather than a drug to manage it. So we would be immediately begin to unwind that and go back to source point, true cause. So again, the entire allopathic medical establishment outside of identifying a true cause, you got hit by a bus. Okay, that's pretty easily identifiable. Now what do you do? Well, you have experience and techniques that are pretty amazing in putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. But I'm trying to get a nuanced discussion or understanding of why uh, I am uh, perturbed, might be a good word, and have been for a long time about our penchant for relying on allopaths even for diagnosis. Because their diagnosis is only superficial. Even as we say, you have high blood pressure. Super Don, I'm not saying you do, but if you did... It says nothing about the reasons why, nor do they actually engage in other than, hey, maybe we can put you on a statin drug because you know you have a cholesterol issue, right? Right. As if it's the cause. Oh, that's, that's obviously that's where they would go to look. So, yeah, once again, again, you get the diagnosis. It tells you something that is, duh. I mean, anybody could determine it, a nurse, anybody. And I'm not saying nurses are bad because they can determine it. I'm just saying it's not hard to figure out. Read the, you know, the diastolic and systolic. You can take it. You can, anybody can learn to take their blood pressure. Now, guess what? There are like automated cuffs now that can do it for you. And then you go, okay, I have it. What could it be? Is there anything within the Flexor Report Medical School that would support them, uh, let's say, telling you to drink more water or maybe hydrogen water? Or how about Chernobyl-level antioxidant like, uh, oh, let's say, folium, <laughs> Folium PX, how about that? 
pretty darn impressive how it can counteract a lot of the things that cause high blood pressure. I'm not telling you it's the cure for high blood pressure because they can't say it, even though I'm not selling anything and I could technically say it. But the reality is when you remove the offending inflammatory components from the body, the resultant symptom of a high blood pressure dissipates and disappears. Now, that doesn't mean you, you shouldn't exercise and eat better on and on it goes, but there are very specific toxins within the body circulating in the system that can be countered by removing them. Therefore, the symptoms disappear, not because you gave it a drug to manage the blood pressure, but because you removed the pressure on your system, vascular and otherwise, to deal with something that's toxic and metabolically, uh, let's say, not required and the opposite of that, in fact, metabolically damaging to every cellular function within the body. If, in fact, to, to make the joke for Super Don, that you go into the doctor's office and the first thing he prescribes to you is a coffee enema, now you're on to something. Or if not that, then some canned tea or, or, or liver herbs or homeopathics. That's the starting point. And yet it is often the last thing to consider or it's never considered by allopaths that are trained in and believe in the Flexner Report curricula. Granted, there are so many physicians that have woken up beyond that. So this is where I will go. Hello, doctor. I'm not mad at you. I'm glad you're coming our way. You're coming on over and seeing things in a chiropractic model, a naturopathic model, a homeopathic and herbal model, eclectic a model, a model that looks at the body as, a, you know, basically an energy conduit. And then ask, where are the blockages to the free flow of that energy? And how do we remove those blockages? And then how do we facilitate or give the body what it needs to allow for that full free flow of information, of energy, of electricity, et cetera? And so these are big philosophical, fundamental philosophical divides, I guess, between allopathic medicine and almost every other form of medicine. And that's unfortunately, you know, it doesn't need to be the, that way or the case. We could all get along if we recognize what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, this is what I'm good at, this is what you're good at, let's all you know figure it out. But then again, you wouldn't have the predominant worshipful status of the allopathic physician in today's Western world. And you wouldn't have a monopoly on treatment for disease either. Separation of medicine and state, allow for freedom and innovation and doctors to cooperate with doctors and non-doctors alike of all kinds. Learning from the body, mind, spirit medicine that we get, if it's not medicine, I, I use it in the spirit of the term, like the Native American, uh, we talk about spirit medicine, right? What is, what is that? It's more all-encompassing. It encompasses the chi, the energy, the life force, the vital force, the key, all of that. And that's not taken into consideration. And once again, in modern medicine and Flexner Report medical schools, it's not. Now, if you want to learn it, you have to go outside of your training and be met with sometimes and often still derision or direct threats to your license. Because again, licensure is a monopoly protection or practice act. Uh, and we saw that rear its ugly head against many doctors who never were on the radar for being bad doctors, quote unquote, bad doctors when they were good for trying to do good things. And yet it contravened what the message was coming from our regulators in government uh, from the president on down telling us that you have to inject or, or not or nothing. And if you recommend anything else besides, I guess, run death is near and um, you know, you're, you're practicing not med medicine standard of care is off or something. So there's a lot of controls, a lot of freaky stuff that we exist, that we exist within as we have adopted a state sanctioned religion of modern medicine.
that's where I'm at today with uh, with no guests, Super Don. Now that I'm back in sync, I feel better, even though it's a different camera I'm looking at. But this is what we got to roll with today. It is what it is. Yeah. We're on the air. That's what. That's all that matters. Oh, I know it is. It's down here. Yeah, there it is. It's hiding. Hold on a second. I had to put it down here because all the places I normally put stuff, I had to put other stuff to manage and maneuver this. But I'm excited that when the equipment is fixed, what we're going to have here is going to be amazing. And once again, thanks to Anna and Laban and Anna Ditchburn. She actually designed that based on what Super Don Center. Nice little colorful advantage. We, we have it on a still image. It's not kind of floating. And we'll probably have to, as you did with one image, Super Don. I sent you. I sent you the yeah, updated one. Yeah, put it one, over yeah. my left shoulder or something. Yeah. But again, with the chaos of, of getting on, yeah, on the air today. It's it's not uh, not oh, critical. That's good tea. Thank you, honey. Mm. All right, so let's talk about non allopathic solutions. Are you kidding me? There I'm is just a about all that stuff. I know you you're totally into surgery and drugs, right? Um, there's a website that I check out every once in a while. They had a a cool uh, article here. Mm-hmm. Over the counter meds in your backyard. Ten plant alternatives. Where'd you go? Yeah, you have stuff grown in your backyard that you could you would consider as an alternative to an over-the-counter drug? Heck the heck to the yes. Heck to the yes. Um, how about um What do you have in your backyard that would fall in that category? Uh well purslane grows wild. Um that's one thing. I don't know if that's on this list, but um the comfrey is the big one. Okay. I don't know if that's listed here. But and also they, they list peppermint. I'm looking at this article. Well, let's look. We'll just start at the top here. First one they've got on the list here is aloe vera. You have any aloe vera? Uh, no, it doesn't grow well in colder climates. In colder climates, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we used to have aloe vera. Yeah. So that would be a good one. That one's been around. Everybody knows about aloe vera. They put aloe in all kinds of stuff now when you buy it at the store. Yeah, uh, but today, look. Uh, I don't know if you can see this. Probably not because the the, the but the the tea leaves in here from the peppermint plants that we grow outside. Yeah. They're from my garden. You know, oh, yeah. it's it's funny. I, I belong to a gardening group on Facebook, and they 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 keep telling this joke mm-hmm. about mint, and they're like, "You don't ever want to plant mint because it just it's grows like crazy. It takes over the whole." I, I love that it does that, but it, yeah. it's not a bad thing, especially as when you let it go to flower. The bees, man, oh, it's so heavenly. Hundreds and hundreds of bees come in. You're really feeding them beautifully. Uh, I definitely uh, am not going to plant mint then. We have sunflower. By the way, did you get the sunflower pictures I sent you this morning? Uh, hold on. Yeah. As I go through this list, chamomile is another thing you can grow. Um, another thing that we grow is calendula, which interestingly enough will be referenced as an adjunct remedy today in the homeopathic hit an hour two so stand by for that we got a homeopathic hit coming up uh as well i'm just uh, it's amazing i'm amazed we're on the air dude considering oh yeah we're good all right so here's here's your sunflowers ah yeah look at that it was so happy to be there the there's a bee in that one i think you can see there is yeah that's a beauty so that's my little sunflower patch look at all the sunflowers Mm -hmm. there's another bee huh yeah now, do you, do you do the seeds when they, uh, they come through? And Yeah, we got to compete with the birds. They really fight us for it, but uh, I, uh, we try to. And I've, I've collected and saved a lot of the seeds that we use each year and replant every year. And uh, it's a beautiful thing, the sunflowers. Love that. So lavender is something else that you can grow in your, in your garden. And that, I'm not growing lavender, but it is a beautiful remedy. You can use it as essential oil and other things. Uh, echinacea. 
which I've grown before. Purple cone flower is excellent. You can see these in this article. Super Don found it. RobertScottBell.com. It's linked up. And uh, I don't know if this is also going out in like a, a newsletter. Uh, sometimes you include these things in the newsletter. So sign up for the newsletter at RobertScottBell.com. Uh, lemon balm, another thing that's used. The mood lifter, it's called. Easy to grow lemon balm. You can do that even indoors a little bit. Garlic. I do grow garlic. We have garlic that we use uh, and, and cook in our meals regularly. It's a lovely thing. I love it. Calendula. As I mentioned, calendula is something I do grow, and that can be used for healing of the skin. I'll talk about it in reference to today's homeopathic hit remedy coming up in hour two, for those of you that are enjoying the homeopathic hits. Arnica you can grow. Look at Arnica, and that, that looks like, it's, it's also often called, looks like a daisy, right? And uh, it's a little bit slightly toxic. You don't t tend to eat it uh, raw or anything, but utilizing it topically on unbroken skin. Arnica is an amazing compound. If converted to homeopathy, of course, it's even more amazing uh, for wounds and bruises and different things like that. Turmeric, known as the golden elixir for joint pain. Uh, that is something a lot of people are growing now. And uh, when we were in Florida, that was grown pretty widely, wi widely there. Uh, and it tells you in this article how you can prepare it as well. So those are just a few of the things. Nature's medicine cabinet that if uh, the pharmaceutical industrial complex had its way, they would not allow you to grow your own, much less make your own. But they're always, always trying to make it difficult to know what they do if you buy it in a health food store, for instance. Do you have any herbs at home that you're growing in that list? I haven't done herbs yet. <clears throat> okay. I like to buy them and use them for cooking and stuff like that, but uh, I have not planted herbs yet. Do you have any herbal tinctures, for no. instance? No. Okay. I do that. So you just use silver and copper and sometimes some homeopathics? Correct. All right. That was right. right no, I, 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 honestly, I, I just, that's one of those things I have not gotten into. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's I talked about and stuff, but it's like, I don't know, I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. That's not something I've learned about. Herbs, if I had an herb garden, I'd be using it for cooking. Mm. That's, that's, that's what I, I, I know. Who did that point. song? I beg your pardon. I never promised you an herb garden. A rose garden. Oh, it's a rose garden. Yeah. We have roses too. I don't know who, who, who's saying that. 10,000 bonus points for the first, first person to answer that trivia question, right? <laughs> Can you uh, hum it or sing it for everybody to know the tune? Oh, I don't even know if I remember how it. I beg your pardon. There you go. <laughs> I never promise you a rose garden. That's it. Who did that okay. song, y'all? Somebody, somebody's got to figure it out. So we're heading out uh, tomorrow after the show. I've got Jonathan Emord scheduled already. And then uh, Dallas, Texas, which I understand is going to be in triple digits, which is like, uh, I'm not thrilled about that part of it because it'll probably be more humid. Dallas is not like dry heat like Vegas. But apparently it's another heat wave that's going on. But we'll be indoors for the most part with, uh, who did that? Lynn Anderson did that? Lori Harvey knows that? Diane got it right. Diana got it right as well. Lynn Anderson. See, I would not have guessed that name. Would you? Super Never heard of Lynn Anderson. No. no. We know the song. But I mean, that was, that was like a 70s, wasn't it? Song Total when that 70s, came out? Yeah. 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 Uh, so There were a lot of one-hit wonders in the 70s. Right? Yeah. Good songs. Some of them are still with us. <laughs> Ula. What does Ula say? Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> what does she want? She's from Poland. We can't make fun of her. Uh, so, uh, again, Dallas, heel for the ages. Uh, yes. And that is Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Henry Ely, 
Dr. Janice Schmidt, Dr. Edward Group, Dr. Ed Group. And uh, we'll be there uh, in Dallas. And if you can be there, I'd love to see you. If not, then you can stream it live and you get a $10 off if you use the code BELL, B-E-L-L. And I hope it's still available in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. It is. Yes. Good. So we're going to head, head out there tomorrow and be there for the weekend. I'll do some recording as well. We'll be live from that event somehow, some way, somewhere on Friday's show, uh, which is coming up then. So let's see. Am I charging still? Yeah. Boy, I'm like teetering on the edge of a low battery, even though I've got it charging. It's just wild today how this is going on. Wow. You know, this is another thing about energy, Super Don. I don't know if you've ever recognized this, but when you have the intent to make a change or a change seemingly happens to you and it's like a massive change, stuff starts breaking, right? It's like the equipment doesn't adapt to this new energy that's flowing through. <laughs> and I have to say, can't explain it fully, but it's happened many times over the years where I go, okay. Uh, it's real energy is real and it impacts even material the material world and the things you rely upon when you're going through a major transformation and we are with uh, with the studio reset and other things that are occurring and they're good things but sometimes we got to trudge through and a lot of times people would just go you know abandon ship <laughs> I can't handle it other times you go you know what I'm going to meet the challenge and I'm not going to give up and we're going to we're going to make it we're going to get through we're going to keep on going as you've heard the show must go on and I think that's pretty much the spirit of RSB and Super D, if I could speak about us in the third person. Yes. It's not like we just give up. No, we don't. <laughs> not at all. When ah, it might it. be easier. We don't, we're not, not going to do a show today. Yeah. Dude, yeah, you opened it up again two days in a row just to kind of while I'm scrambling to figure this thing out. And, uh, well, that's the fun of life, I guess. Not all... Ulis says, I planted my garden really late, so it's a late bloomer, but thanks to the global warming, I foresee an extended gardening season for my veggies. That is the side benefit, isn't it? More CO2, if it truly is a warming gas, it's actually helping us to grow food longer. Why is that a bad thing? Somebody explain that to me. Unless they want to starve us out. And they want fewer people on the planet. Where have I heard that? That there's some people that believe population reduction is a worthy goal. Yes. Yeah. And yet Ula points out that, my gosh, if we have more CO2 and it does get warmer, we actually can grow food longer. And the plants will be happier because they do rely upon CO2 to get things going. So. Got to run the AC longer. No, you, you have a stronger liver and you can handle a higher temperature. With a little less discomfort. Oh, okay. And just look at that's your house right. You're the guy that, that that what was it? I'm trying to remember. Was it when you first moved into that house? Yeah. That it was like a gazillion degrees outside, and you were like mm -hmm. laying in different, trying to lay down in different parts of the house because it was cooler or something. And I can't remember what that was. Yeah, <laughs> you do remember correctly. I would I would go I was, down further levels lower, and it would be cooler. Uh, and uh, it wasn't efficient. Now we. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, just turn on your eight. No, I'm going to lay in the 350 degrees, but I'll be very still. And it, it's like, what are you training for? You like, yeah. Well, in, in turn on the air conditioner. To, What's wrong with you? And in training to be resilient in times of extra stress or heat, for instance. <laughs> but we had, in fact, we had uh, installed a, like a, a, a window AC unit for the. For the um, <clears throat> the higher up suite where we were in mm -hmm. and it like doubled the electricity bill. We're like, 
dude, it gets cooler at night. <clears throat> if we just handle the day with the fan and not hang out up there by nighttime, it's for the most part, unless it's an extreme circumstance, it ended up being gr better work and worked out better. And so we, we, I just sold the unit and we're like, yeah, we're doing it differently. You might not like it, but I can handle it for the most part, unless it's extreme. And then I'll you're go so, downstairs. So. You're so macho. But no, no, I can't no, handle having, it. Having a healthier liver makes a difference. Every night, doing something for your liver. Uh, Let's see. Sleep. Ula says, you make me sound smart. I didn't mention anything about CO2. <laughs> you know, the thing is, Ula is way too smart. Way too smart. Yes. Especially coming from Poland. Diana says, all they need to do is plant trees and cut back on the concrete jungle and temps come down. Very true. That's another thing about the heat dome that is created when you eliminate the natural dissipation of heat through you know, that's an interesting, I mean, I, I, I understand what Diane is saying, but it's like, how do you do that? If the concrete jungle's already there, mm -hmm. how do you cut back on the concrete jungle? Yeah, move out and go back to the country where they don't want you. They want you all locked into smart cities. I like how when you watch like these post-apocalyptic movies and stuff like that, it's like the cities are like overrun with plants. Mm -hmm. always happens right they're growing up through the the street yeah. you know through the cracks in the concrete and all that stuff where where there's uh what was it what's the quote from uh uh jurassic park about life life will always find a way always find a way right yeah. that's how it is let's see anna says anna ditchburn hey could you like throw a rock and hit her right now she's she like like no she uh, she snuck out then no. why global warming didn't stop when the whole world went into a lockdown that's true well you know, you know what one thing that did happen if you remember mm -hmm. uh pollution went way down exactly. do you remember that yes i was they were showing the they were showing pictures like satellite pictures you know of well, course what does that tell you about the real issue which has been my argument from day one when i first heard about al gore uh-huh it was never about warming it was about control of the population through a fictitious uh, negative impact of pollution that wasn't the real issue. The real issue with pollution was toxicological burden. And this is why we need to take, you know, folium PX every day, for instance. This is why we need to uh, learn about real immunology, in fact, and other things like through IPAC. Is there a, there's another announcement from uh, Dr. Jack. Is, is, yeah. Do we have that on in the notes today? Yes. I think well, so. do you mean about the genetics? Yeah, the genetics. Yes, stuff. Yeah. the genetics course. I put that in hour two. Because, uh, uh, yeah, you know, the things that you're learning at IPAC-EDU.org, it's incredible what you have access to now. So there's an opening lecture on genetics, uh, Genetics 1. So if you didn't like it when you took it in high school or college, I would urge you, if you're interested, to look into IPAC. And we'll talk more about how to do that uh, after the top of the hour break as well. Healing for the Ages coming up this weekend. The Biomed Expo coming up next week. 14th through the 17th in Las Vegas, Nevada. Looking forward to seeing you all there. I think there might be an ability to stream it. I, I just saw something from uh, Saeed David Farman, who's putting it on, about a streaming package as well. So uh, we talked about a 65% discount as well, and they're running. What was the name of the uh, – it was Cosmic was the, uh, the, the discount word? Correct. 65% uh, off. Yeah. So if you've been thinking about coming to the event in Vegas, I hope you are. And Christine Glein's going to be there. There we are. Health, Science, Technology, and Consciousness, September 14th through 17th, Alexis Park Resort, Las Vegas. Tickets and info, biomedexpo.com. Use the code COSMIC when you check out and get 65% off. 
I'll be moderating a bunch of panels. I'll be speaking. I'll be interviewing and broadcasting. Bob Riorn from Folium will be there with us. Finally, you know, we were supposed to be hanging out this past weekend uh, at the Cancer Control Society event. I just got a message from somebody who showed up who didn't get the memo that it got Uh-oh. canceled. Oh, no. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> what happened? Where is everybody? Yeah. That would be a bummer, but if you if you stay you know kind of disconnected from everything and you don't know, you could have just showed up because even I heard it secondhand initially. Somebody was sending me messages and I didn't know that, and then we went uh, live with that information. Now, what's also interesting about that Super D, and I think about how life has its way. <laughs> you talk about nature having its way because it got canceled. It opened up possibilities that I would not have been able to engage in, including a massive transformation of the studio and, and numerous projects that I had been meaning to get to for honestly years. And so nothing is wasted. Yes. It's a disappointment, certainly for a lot of the people that want to be there. I wanted to be there with everybody, but at the same time, it's like, okay, spirit, whatever was going, well, nope, this is what you have to do. This is more important right now. And maybe everybody else had their own experience with it. Those of you who plan to attend and be there, uh, what ha- I'd be curious to hear what stories you can tell about because you couldn't or didn't go, what you were able to do. What did you fill that time with? It's fascinating. Sometimes it's a big event. It affects not just me, but a lot of people. But it was a fortuitous event. Ultimately, if I look back in retrospect and go, okay, yes, I wanted to be there. Yes, I wanted to do that. Yes, we could have helped a lot. But for whatever reason, it wasn't going to happen. And, and all the things I was able to do that I couldn't do years in the making. So uh, what am I going to say about that? Except thank you for uh, allowing me to uh, continue on with these, you know, these projects that I, I would have not gotten to. So all anyway, right. we got mo- lots more coming up. Hour two segment. I guess our hour one guest really didn't show up. That's correct. Who was it that, that booked booked him? Was it a PR person? It was uh, Kevin, but coordinated with uh, Joni, I think. On that oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll reach out to Joni and find out what happened on that. Yep. Yeah, it would have been a chaotic day to have him anyway, but what the heck. We had a great discussion, Super Don. Appreciate you. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good. Okay. I didn't I didn't get annoyed, but a little bit. Just a little? Just a little. It means I'm doing my job. You're doing your job. Yes, you are. All right. So, hour two, we got a homeopathic hit. Anything else we got to announce what's coming up? No. We'll just take our top of the hour break here and we'll be back with more on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Did you get my edits? Yes. Tiptoeing through and around the technology today. You know, it's like tiptoe through the tulips. No, tip through to toe through the technology as we are here by the grace of what? Well, yeah, I'll say it by the grace of God and a little tenacity by me and Super D and Anna, who helped on a ditch burn, uh, who was uh, the feature on Sunday's conversations on the Robert Scott Bell show with her husband, Laban, uh, helped me set up here in this new studio. Again, one of the computers uh, stopped cooperating. And so I'm running the show on the backup, which doesn't have the horsepower, which is why we were out of sync in the first hour. And now we're back in sync going through a, a lesser camera. But uh, nonetheless, the information that's being provided is not lesser. Uh, it's, it's equal to or greater than to go back into uh, elementary school math as far as what we'll do this hour. It's just you, me, and Super D for another hour here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. 
and we'll see where we go, including all the homeopathic hits. You know, some of them you like, some of them you don't. You think about American Top 40 going back to Casey Kasem style. It's like all the Top 40 songs every week for those of you old enough to remember. And they still play it back. Superdome, by the way, Casey Kasem, I didn't realize on, on a local station every Sunday, they play, they play it, American Top 40, like it's live, right? I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah. And it's they really get, a it's like the archives of American Top 40. Yeah, so you're hearing a lot of times it's coming back from the 80s recently. Uh-huh. And yeah. so it's like, oh, I remember what was going on then. It's kind of cool. But it's not the top 40 with homeopathy. It's all of them that we can cover in the time we are. There's given. way more than 40. Yeah. <laughs> so we could, we could be going for years if we went daily. And, of course, we're six days a week. But we're, uh, I think five days a week is our goal, Monday through Friday, because Sunday conversations, we might do one on that. I'm not, it's not planned for. And then sometimes it's a holiday, like Labor Day. We didn't do a live new show, so. Um, although when we're rerunning some old shows, once we're like in the future, they might include homeopathic hits for, for redux, if you will. Uh, so our intent now is daily thanks to super D and, uh, the homeopathic hits are all of them. And, uh, I don't know what, what part of the hour are we doing it, uh, today? Super D we're flexible. We are. Okay. I so think I had other- it. I had it scheduled for uh, segment two. That's fine. So here's yep. the question as we open up hour two. Uh, are, is there any breaking news that I need to know about, uh, you know, that we, while we're on the air, stuff happens. I think there's a good story I do want to cover as we open the show, but maybe there's something else I'm, I'm missing. Uh, nothing that I've seen, though. No. Okay. All right. Sometimes you stay up on it. It's like you've, you've given me insight into things like, oh, I had no idea that was happening. So this article is from Forbes uh, online, I guess. I don't think they ever actually print the magazine anymore, do they? Robert Hart, Forbes staff. He says he covers breaking news. Speaking of breaking news, this headline is rather interesting. Yeah, cancer is on the rise among younger people, but scientists don't know why. Now, the semi-macabre joke that I would throw out every time I would lecture on some of these subjects, including cancer, because there was a war on cancer declared in the 1970s under the Nixon administration and every ever since, Democrat or Republican didn't matter. They were going to continue this war on cancer and ramp it up until you now have uh, moonshots, cancer moonshots, right? For those of you dispute that we went to the moon, there are, are it, it, there are arguments to be made there. And uh, I know this show is not about that, but I don't mind talking about things like that from time to time, too. But the cancer moonshot is clearly f- phony and fake. The cancer war is phony and fake. It's a war on the freedom to know that there are a myriad of cures for cancer and a myriad of ways to prevent cancer. In fact, with Jonathan E. Moore running for the United States Senate, endorsed by Ron Paul, interesting left, we'll have him on tomorrow, uh, he beat the FDA back a world record eight times. A big part of what he was pushing back on was the ability to make qualified health claims for dietary supplements that were not drugs, like selenium. The science is very clear. The most potent anti-cancer mineral on planet Earth, for one, among many things that it does. And yet, just even today, even with all the victories he had against the FDA, if you are in a health food store and you see the area for uh, selenium, and if it says anything about preventing cancer, you know, the FBI SWAT teams or FDA SWAT teams will be on that in 24 hours or less. What does that tell you about what they feel? While they let people smash and grab whatever they want, while child sex trafficking run amok as bad as ever, they're more concerned about a health food store labeling or a a manufacturer of a dietary supplement labeling the fact that scientifically it's been validated to prevent or reverse cancer selenium for instance 
or any of the other supplements we talk about that can't say much at all. It's amazing how much the collusion is against your freedom to know the things that would actually, actually help you. And so this headline, cancer is on the rise among children. What I would say is, yes, of course, cancer is on the rise among children because children are living longer than ever before. What did you expect was going to happen with all these old children? Right. And it's a it's kind of a sick joke or a joke about sickness, because what was cancer before this time frame? A disease, if it ever occurred, as rare as it was among really old people. Like so many of the chronic degradation diseases was considered diseases of old age, even though I argue it's not a disease of old age. It's a disease of toxicity and deficiency and on and on. It goes from there. So the secondary statement from this article, cancer is on the rise among younger people, but scientists don't know why. Well, how come scientists don't know why, Superdon? We know why. I think even you know why. Superdon, if I were to ask you, is this is putting you on the spot like I tried to do and I failed last hour? <laughs> if I was to say, Superdon, do you have a, a decent handle on why there's more cancer in children than ever before? Would you feel a little bit comfortable or totally awkward in answering a question like that? No. I mean, we've talked about this before. One of, one of the things that drives me crazy is how when you, you look around, we keep seeing these stories coming up about this, this you know, chemical, this thing, whatever. Oh, well, we just found out. Whoops, sorry. You know, we, we, you guys have been, you, you know, surrounded by this for the last 50 years. Well, we just figured out it gives you cancer. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a combination of, you know, the air that we're breathing, the water that we're drinking, the, the stuff that we come into contact, you know, environmental, you know, toxic soup that we, that we, you know, just are uh, subjected to every day, uh, and the food, Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's not just one thing, it's a combination of things and it's, it's your body, uh, you know, being able to process or put up with it for just so long until finally it goes can't do it anymore so you rose to the challenge you didn't cower in fear away from that action that i asked of you that is to state factually that yeah it's not that complicated you don't have to be a doctor in fact it's better if you're not a doctor to figure this thing out it seems pretty obvious i mean it yeah. should now i know is is what i just came out of my mouth just is it is it scientific can i back that up with a study no, well, I can't. But it, it's that, I know, but it's a, it's an accumulation study. It's not like I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe somebody has done a study that incorporates all of everything and stuff like that. But that's usually not how scientific studies go, right? They pinpoint it into one thing. Hmm. Oh, here's one thing. One one thing we can we look at. This causes can No, it's not just one thing. Right. Have they done a study that shows that uh, all of the things that are I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. That would be good, but it's like, how do you do? How do you how do you do a study like that? It would have to be like a what do they call that? Like a, a meta analysis or something? Analysis, retrospective, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Super D, again, th- this is Forbes. It's not like Forbes has never written anything that we can go, oh, I agree with what they've written in that one. But in this case, it's not so much that we're disagreeable about it, but it's just yeah. an acknowledgement that the so-called experts, in this case, are absolute morons. Once again, because or dunces, you know, whatever the word that's more appropriately defined is people that are unwilling or unable to look for the answers because their livelihood depends upon not actually acknowledging what is the cause or the myriad of causes of cancer, particularly in young people and kids, especially. And we look at the cross-generational decline in health 
they would call it genetics. We might call it epigenetics. That is the environment that you grew up in, even your parents or grandparents grew up in, will have an impact on you because it causes alteration of gene expression to adapt to an environment, some more successfully than others. But regardless, when you're chronically ill, it's an adaptation to live in an environment that's not suitable for vital, healthy life fully. That is toxic and polluted. Coming back to the global warming scam. Why didn't the environmentalists scream and cry to the high heavens about what happened in Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio? Because they couldn't narrate it into a global warming discussion. It was an actual environmental disaster related to toxicological pollutants, which is the point of what you brought up when after, you know, when the two weeks to shut down to save the world from, you know, the man-made whatever. What we saw was not a difference in temperature, but we saw a difference in toxicology visually. The stunning beauty returned when you stopped burdening the environment beyond its ability or capacity to deal with it, which is, again, what happens in the human and animal body when you poison it. You survive if you don't poison it beyond its ability to mm. metabolize the poison and excrete and relieve it. But if you don't fully deal with it, you end up in a chronic state of disability, which includes the degradation disease known as cancer. In childhood, though, it's because they're being born toxic. I think, yeah, here, here, I mean, check this out. I think this is interesting because we're sitting here talking about, well, well what is the, the headline anyway? Uh, yeah. Scientists are scratching their heads and they just don't quite. If, did, did you read this paragraph here? No, go ahead. What we don't know. Yeah, I see it. Go ahead. Uh, they say, it says here, it, it is still something of a mystery as to why cancer cases are on the rise among younger people. In essence, cancer is a disease of uncontrolled cell proliferation with cells growing and spreading to other parts of the body. It happens when genetic information in our cells responsible for keeping cell growth in check is damaged, which explains why it is more common in older people who have had more time to acquire these mutations. Now, now here's, I, this is basically what we just said. Yeah. Many factors influence the risk of getting cancer, including genetic predispositions, which I think does play a certain part. I don't think it's the be-all, end-all, like it's a lot of people want to say. Yes, yeah, go ahead. Uh -huh. uh, exposure to certain viruses and environmental, fa environmental factors like pollutants, diet, exercise, and the use of drugs like alcohol and tobacco. And the researcher, researcher says there is no single explanation for the rise in early onset cancers over the past three decades. Better detection through screening and medical uh, system improvements such as cervical cancer screening in the U.S. could explain part of the increase, which this is the better diagnosis thing, right? Other factors like changing lifestyles, particularly increased rates of obesity and physical activity, as well as environmental pollution, could also account for some of the increase. So they put they put what we know into what we don't know. Isn't that funny? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Where the they basically named off pretty much everything that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Yet, what is it that they're saying? Scientists we don't, don't know, know why. Yeah. What? Yeah. What, kind what do you of mean no, you no? don't know why? You, you just explained why. Did you did, did anything strike you as weird about the cervical cancer screenings? We're talking about kids. Uh, well, I mean, they're they're saying that because there's more cervical cancer screenings that have been going on over the last three decades, that there's uh, they're they're catch, catching more cancer. I guess. They're, but they're, this is a story about cancer in kids. How many cervical cancer cases in kids do you hear about, other than those that might, as teenagers, gotten the so-called HPV cervical cancer vaccine, which is not that, but. My point is that they've conf conflated, let's say, generalized adult cancers to kids' cancers in this article and didn't make a distinction, right? That It could be the reason we have more diagnosed cancer cases in kids because of cervical cancer screening. Wait a second. Right. That's not in kids. 
You follow me? And how they deceived us again in that, oh, throwing it off on because we detect it better. Just, just pointing it out. Just nope. pointing it out. That's all. So um, they don't know, but they list. They list it. <laughs> they just list it. Out. Maybe it's maybe they don't because they haven't found what they want to find yet. Yeah. They didn't. They don't. They don't have. Uh, they. I don't. They know. want jeans or or nothing. I guess. Jeans or nothing. So have you uh, instituted a new uh, music? Uh-oh. Have I instituted what? Uh, a new intro, a musical intro to all the homeopathic hits. For homeopathic, no, I don't have a homeopathic hits. Oh. <laughs> American Top 40. I don't, no. I have right. not come up with a theme. Is, is that what? a request? I don't know. I mean, what do you think? This is our Should I come one. up with an intro like we use for Bolden or something like uh some I want kind of special an intro, intro for me for I mean Bolden's got the best intro for when he's Dude, on. what's wrong with your intro? You don't like the surfing music? Well, with the right. microphones and the stuff. I think that's Dude, pretty cool. You, like I said, you you next leveled it for Michael Bolden. I feel like chopped liver. This is random. It wasn't All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 try and come up with something. All right. No no pressure. No pressure. This is only the third one, by the way. If you don't have it by the fourth, no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Uh, tomorrow, I don't know that we'll have a homeopathic kit because of my travel schedule. I've got Emord for the hour. And so, again, we've got to be flexible on these things. The best laid plans, you know, if I'm not traveling, it's a lot easier to control for those things. But it is possible on Friday, uh, and I think likely, that when I'm uh, broadcasting from the HEAL event in, in Dallas, that we could include a homeopathic kit then. I don't think there's a problem there. All right. Sounds good. So, all the homeopathic hits right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Today, number one with a bullet. Well, actually, number one with a splinter, Hypericum. <laughs> Hypericum perforatum is the remedy. It's also known as St. John's wort. St. John's wort you've heard about for use in what they call mild depression. Mild depression, because they don't want it to compete with drugs for depression. But that's as an herbal tincture. If you convert the herbal form of hypericum, which is, again, St. John's wort, into homeopathics, it is the remedy for nerve pain and nerve injury. And uh, if I look at the, uh, the listing here, and Super Don, thank you for getting me that. I got that edited down. Uh, we look at the origin, St. John's wort, which I reference, and it's been used traditionally in European medicine. And you can grow St. John's wort, hypericum, in America, no problem. Physical characteristics, key characteristics, including nerve injuries, especially in areas where the skin is thin and abundant in nerves, such as fingers and toes, mental health. You know, all of these things will have every remedy. We're trying to make it as simple as possible just to give you an, uh, an entry level so you're not intimidated to go further. But the mental picture could be individuals resonating uh, with grappling and with anxiety or depression often intertwined with nerve-related discomfort. So you can see agitation, uh, mild depression, things like that do fit the symptom picture mentally of this, even though I'm not saying it's a cure for depression, but certainly something to consider. But mostly as a homeopathic, its primary use involves nerve damage. And it's the foremost remedy for impacting nerves, like crushed fingers or toes. I know it's not nice to even think about it, but think about splinters, um, nerve pain. Uh, and dental work, by the way, hypericum perforatum. I took some today. Why? Because I had to go to the dentist. 
and uh, pain management, efficacious or sharp shooting pains that trace the path of nerves. Maybe it could be a trigeminal neuralgia, but again, sometimes it's beyond that. Like, you know, we've talked about my wife's situation for many years, but yes, hypericum is an appropriate attempt at, at least. And uh, also uh, sciatica could be considered possibly uh, an uh, hypericum indicated uh, injury or symptom. Wound healing, accelerating the healing process of puncture wounds, bites, or any injury that target nerve endings, hypericum. It's a, usually, again, an acute first aid type remedy, but can be used for other things. Now, in terms of dosage and potencies, remember, every homeopath has got an opinion on this. And I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong, but the right remedy is most important. Secondary, then we go clinical experience with what works in terms of attenuation. If you're dealing with ongoing nerve pain, 6X, a 10X, a 12X, a 12C, a 30C could be more than sufficient. If you're dealing with deeper seated issues, that's where you go into what's called the higher attenuations or potencies, chronic persistent nerve pain, even mental health challenges, you might consider hypericum. Now, there's a lot more to hypericum than what we're revealing to you in a five-minute homeopathic hit segment. But uh, if you have to go deeper and you want help, if you're not qualified, your own self-assessment, I will say, because I'm not into you know, official qualifications necessarily, although because uh, I'm a freedom guy, still, there's nothing wrong with seeking out somebody who has a lot of years of experience. Um, complementary remedies. We talked about it in the herbal form, calendula. Calendula, which you can grow, and I grow in the greenhouse, pairs well with hypericum to expedite wound healing. You can use calendula as an uh, herbal tincture, a salve, and a homeopathic of low potency. Arnica, another complementary remedy, injury. Hypericum and arnica make a great duo for trauma, especially when bru bruising is coupling with nerve damage. And I add this one, I think is important too, leadum. Leadum indicated for spider bites and both puncture wounds as well. And often nerve pain can be associated with these things too. So these are complementary remedies you can look up. Now, homeopathic hypericum is not harmful. Obviously, if you're drinking tons of the herbal tincture, just like anything you can take to excess, but Homeopathic hypericum is not a problem any more than any other homeopathic remedy per se. But if you're going into the deeper seated things, then yeah, it's not a bad idea to consult with somebody with good experience in working with homeopathy to work your entire symptom picture into it. So just as a conclusion here, and again, this is available for download as a PDF or a Word doc. Uh, we're making it available for free at this point. Uh, hypericum uh, is, uh, again, come to robertscottbell.com in the show notes today, which is what, the 6th of, I think, yeah, the 6th of September, 2023. Acute nerve traumas, emotional upheavals, uh, hypericum spans a wide spectrum of human health challenges. So keep listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show for more discussions of this and homeopathic hits. And remember, it's informational only, not trying to replace or play your doctor. You want to seek out the help that you feel you need. Although I'm a freedom guy, I believe you have the right and authority to care for it. With It's between you, your family, your loved ones, and God. And uh, Hypericum, great, great remedy. Another homeopathic hit. All the homeopathic hits here available on the Robert Scott Bell Show. So what do you think, Super D? Another mini approach to uh, a, a little short segment. And I will also say, if you want to go deeper, look at this book. If I was to read everything in this book on Hypericum, we would be here for two hours. That's why it's intended to be an intro level, just get you started. I'm like, oh, I'm intrigued by that remedy. That sounds cool. Never knew that. I'm going to go further. One of these remedies might strike a chord when others don't. So I'm hoping that this is helpful. What was that comment you just posted? Did I lose your audio? Uh, it was Ula, but I oh. think she was, I think she's referring, she was replying to Diana. I thought she was talking about your thing on Hypericum. Okay. She was saying it made her brain hurt. 
Mm-hmm. But I think that was <laughs> I think that was replying to Diana about this. Okay. Thirty day in the home myopathy. What? I don't know. Thirty days in the hole. What is that? I don't know. Ah, all right. So anyway, it was funny that you of all the things how it aligned today when I had to go to the dentist this morning in the hypericum. Dude, that's the perfect it's dental. Completely remedy. random. Yeah. yeah. How does that work? Very appropriate. Very appropriate. So I hope you enjoy it. So far the feedback's been good. If you if you have any insight or discussion points or you know you want to tweak it a bit here and there, say, hey, could you do this? Could you do that? But hypericum is one of the easier ones when you're dealing with acute pain injury. Uh, along with Arnica and a few other things. So it's not one of the more complicated ones because some of them can get very difficult. And we'll probably end up covering Superdon, some ones that I rarely, if ever, use over time because we'll, you know, we'll eventually hit others. So it'll be an opportunity for me to review some rarely used remedies occasionally and, uh, and move on from there and through there. So there might be some things that go, oh, well, I, I forgot about that or I hadn't thought about that or I hadn't even remember reading that over the years. So it's, this is good for me too. So. All right. Oh, Steve has a good comment when we're talking about cancer and kids. Let's see where it is. There it is. Since cancer is a disease of toxicity, it's no surprise to see big rises in cancer with the widespread introduction of toxins such as glyphosate and vaccines. So this is why, you know, doing the uh, dimethylglycine, the DMG, the inner DMG or the liquid DMG from Nutritional Frontiers, you can get 15% off, of course. It's very important to counteract the inadvertent or known exposure to ongoing exposure to glyphosate in various ways. Uh, also, to reduce your reliance on any kind of chemical pesticide is very important. And if you haven't already incorporated and purchased the Orange Guard to have at home, uh, maybe you don't need it much, but it's nice to have when you do. Um, you can spray it directly diluted on plants. We've seen it done. We've talked about it on the air. You can spray it in your kitchen. You can hit the nooks and crannies. Get rid of the ants, the roaches and things safely without poisoning you, your kids, or your pets. OrangeGuard.com, and you can go to OrangeGuard.com and get it directly, or you can encourage your Whole Foods, which has it in their system, to carry it. That'll help expose it to a lot more people that might be inclined to do something more safe and natural in pest control. And, of course, we love the fact that the uh, the, the Ace Hardware stores, independently owned and operated or franchises, uh, often have it. They have it in their system. And if you go to your local ACE, you say, hey, can you bring in the Orange Guard? It doesn't cost them anything to ship it because it's part of their system, their warehouse distribution network. So you can say, hey, please carry the Orange Guard if they're not already doing so. OrangeGuard.com. Thank you for uh, um, supporting your healthy environment, much less a good company. And we it's good four. stuff. Yeah, it's really good stuff. So, All right. Ali, Ali Louise has a question. Mm-hmm. Where do you recommend purchasing and what is the name of the book? What book? Oh, this is a conversation going on in the chat room. Oh, what are they I talking about? I guess it has about? nothing to do with us. What are you guys talking about without Allie us Louise. being involved? That's not cool. What book are we talking about here? Is it this one here? Is it, let's go back to Diana. Mm-hmm. 30 Days in the Home. Myopathy. That's a book? The 30 Days in the Hole by Humble Pie. Humble Pie? Is that a is that a, a song? That's a song. Three yeah. days in the hole. Yeah. I don't know. You guys be clear about this, so we're not confused up here behind the microphones. Anyway, uh, Steve asks, uh, "Will let's see here. Will the homeopathic hits be posted as YouTube Shorts or equivalents?" Well, that's interesting. Put them as separate little mini things, but they're longer than the clips in social media. Social media needs to be like a minute or thirty seconds, right? 
because because we've had some I think going out. it depends on the on which platform yeah I think some platforms you can go as minutes as long as three minutes oh, which is yeah. still not long enough for for one of those segments yeah so right now the best best we can do is we are uh, mm-hmm. uh, giving you the sheet to download yeah we're actually uh, providing a document that you can use that is encompassing what I'm presenting uh, right. for each one. And we could probably put that into a little booklet uh, and, and maybe make it available as a, All right, as so a which homeopathy? Did you show the Materia uh, Medica yeah. is what you it's, did? Yeah, okay. this is the Boric-E, Diana. It's B-O-E-R-I-C-K-E apostrophe S. Now, this is, again, the Materia Medica, so it's very thick, comprehensive, detailed, a lot of language that you're like, this is archaic language. I don't get it because it's not used commonly today. But you can go into any of these remedies that I've done quick hits on, the homeopathic hits, and go deeper and deeper and the point is trying to make homeopathy less intimidating for you to go all right it's not that overwhelming now if we started with the depth of materia medica it probably would be you'd be glazing over going what relationship this that so the idea is to try to give it simple practical entrance ways to get there now diana if you are so inclined to go further i'm happy uh for you to do so now you can look up online how to get the boriki oftentimes you have to order it from india and they'll ship it over Uh, maybe there are some book distributors that carry it here in the united states as well but um you know this one i think was printed in india i've had yeah this is augmented indian edition i've used this for got 30 years almost now and i've got two or three editions uh but there are a lot of different ones out there but i find this to be the most practical and if you want to go further and a lot of this information, quite honestly, is online. Interesting. You can look up Boraki Materia Medica, pick the remedy, and you can see the actual text of the book. So you can say, okay, I just want to research that one thing. And I'm not saying don't buy the book. It's nice to have a book, I, especially if there's anything that ever happens to the internet one day. You want to have access to it, or maybe you could just print it out so you have access to it. But this is you know, combined all in one place and uh, has a lot of extra stuff if you want to go further, Diana. So. That's what that we must be the book that Ula was saying made her brain hurt. Yeah. Uh, now we're now we're catching on. It's, yes. We're a little bit slow, but I've been a little bit stressed uh, between the, the reset, the technology, the trips and all kinds of other things that are going on. So thanks for your patience and us getting where we need to go. All right. Let's see. Where else are we at in the show notes here today at robertscottbell.com? You know, interestingly, as I'm looking at the next story that we've got in the rundown, this really kind of falls into the same category as the story that we covered about the cancer uh-huh i think okay this is Tell about me. spy agency no 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 the younger, younger generation, generation gets sick earlier and more often, often than the older generation where is that one in the notes oh i see it i skipped right over it isn't that funny i just i assumed it was the same thing so here's the question um what i experienced well, i call myself the canary in the coal mine of generation x where not many people had the situations that I had, but now we find it very commonplace in generation Y and Z millennials and post millennials or whatever they're calling it now. But the degradation of each successive generation, we talked about cancer and children. Now this is just in general, more sick, more often than older generation or previous generations. Does this now come with scientists saying, we just can't figure out why? Or do they go back to the same thing? Here's what we don't know. And they list all the things that are causative in in not only cancer, but all of these chronic degradation diseases. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating to me 
how much they claim they don't know, but I think they do know, but they just want to keep it from us because the risk is we realize how much they're playing with us for profit, keeping us ignorant of the causes of disease so that we will not behave differently, eat differently, active, be active differently. These are the things like telling us the sun causes cancer. Avoid the sun at all costs. Or if you get out in the sun, wear toxic chemicals that cause cancer and we'll blame the, the cancer on the sun. That's the kind of stuff we've been living with for how many decades West? How about fat? Stay away from fat. Fat is dangerous. Fat is bad. Fat causes cancer. When in fact, it's the refined carbohydrates and or the toxic burden brought in along with the fat or the fat itself is used as a storage point for, for not only energy, but the toxins to do, you know basically protect the vital areas of functioning, to keep the vital organs functioning. And then the fat accumulates. We talked a little bit about this yesterday with Jamie Dorley and Christine Glein from Nutritional Frontiers. And they have a number of things, including if you're wanting to get rid of you know a little excess fat meta- you know, metabolism, but do so in accordance with like Live Complete, selenium, other antioxidants like uh, folium, Folium PX, folium, the original, folium immuno, and folium relax. You guys will have a lot of time to interact with Bobri if you come to Las Vegas for the uh, Biomed Expo. And there'll be some other events I know Bobri will be at, but I want to keep hearing uh, even more stories that are amazing in terms of once you get on that Chernobyl level antioxidant, what it can do for you. So, anything different that jumped out at you at this one, Super D, about? What they don't know is it, is it sort of like a rehash well what they're doing they're doing in this case they they focus basically on um type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. that's like the 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 one that they for whatever reason they highlight in this particular study showing that <clears throat> the the rates of of type 2 diabetes and we've talked about this right yeah. mm-hmm. you know because that used to be an old older person disease you know, and then eventually they, they came up with the term early on. Was it early onset? Yes, early onset. Uh, diabetes. There were pre-diabetes um, too. They right, right. And so the one thing that they highlight in this article is they, they blame obesity, mm-hmm. which, yeah, I mean, does that play, can that play a part? Absolutely. But I think, again, there's a perfect example of what we were talking about. Whenever they do these studies, they just, they, they go into, you know, they, they get under a microscope, right? Mm-hmm. You know, look, look at one thing. It's that I remember for whatever reason it stands out in my mind uh, when we had Liam on one time mm-hmm. and he was talking about the, the story about the guy with the magnifying glass and he noticed that the, the, the ground is rumbling and he's trying to figure out what's causing it. So he's looking closer and looking more and more at the ground with the magnifying glass and he's sitting there looking at the ground to figure out what it is that's making the ground rumble and he's totally missing all of the elephants that are running by, yes. right? Uh, and, and, you know, I think that's a, it's a legitimate analogy. Yeah. Because yeah, you look at, it's all these fat kids. Well, let's talk about why they're fat. Oh, they're eating too much. Really? Are they eating more than previous generations or are they eating food devoid of the essential elements that make uh, sugar metabolism possible? And there's a whole lot more screen time too. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it is what it is, Sedentary right? Sedentary adiposity. Let's talk about that as well as toxicity. Uh, by the way, uh, if you have kids that are dealing with, or adults dealing with pre-diabetes, hypoglycemia, remember we talked about lycopodium was the homeopathic hit. Uh, was that yesterday? Homeopathic. Hit I think so. Yeah. Uh, in addition, the vanadium and chromium combination in a hundred percent whole food variety from Jonathan at choose to be healthy.com. You get the food research, uh, glucose sugar balance formula. 
It's got 100 micrograms of that chromium and it's got vanadium in it. Take it three, maybe even four times a day and you'll see a reversal of that even if your kid is overweight. Now, part of the process of getting uh, less, getting that weight off is some of the things we've discussed yesterday on the air with uh, Christine and Jamie from Nutritional Frontiers, but also a concerted effort to detoxify them, to stop feeding them glyphosate-infested foods, counteracting the glyphosate with uh, dimethylglycine, and also there'll be some homeopathic remedies that will address over, over time with the gut uh, recovery. And we're working on an expanded gut recovery uh, protocol chapter from Unlock the Power to Heal, and we're going to make it available somehow. We're figuring that out. But it'll be a free gift, I know, for one, for the first time, I think, with a, a, a webinar or what is it called? Uh, uh, what are those, thing, those series called? I can never remember what they're called, but I ta- partake in them, and I'm one of the expert guests. It's a blah. An online... What is it? Webinar. I mean, that's what's... what's but, but, but it's a series of them, so it's like uh, not just one webinar... The name escapes me for the moment. I don't know. You don't know Super Dog. I don't know what you're going. I don't know what you're going for there. Well, I'm just looking for the name of those things that we do from time to time. They're some kind of events. Uh, They're online. They're ongoing. It's not just one and out. A series of experts. um. (laughs) See, we both have lost it. I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say. Usually, you pick me up when I'm down, and I pick. I don't. A summit. Maybe it's no. a good word, right? Well, I mean, I kind of, I guess. What was the one we did with the sugar with Dr. Daryl Joffrey? What was that called? Get off no. your sugar something. Uh, I don't know. Do I don't remember? Know. That's what got us the... the yeah, you know, I, no, I, I remember the, yeah. the thing, the seminar, the... Get off your sugar summit. Maybe it was summit. summit. is what it, That was called the summit, but yeah. I mean, there's anyway, a bunch of these different... These are inconsequential uh, fights over words that we can't find. Just to entertain you <laughs> and to show you we don't know. If it's Docu-series? On Summit. Series. Docu-series. That could be another way to say it. That's not bad. Yeah. It, it's not like there's one right or wrong word, Super D. That's not what. But it's like you just have this idea of like, I think I have the word, but I don't. Anyway. We're in a weird headspace today. <laughs> well, totally. <laughs> I think understandably. You guys are hanging with us, so thank you for that. Uh, I haven't been able to check on our website as far as chat room there to see if anybody's there. Hopefully you are. And again, it's unusual broadcast day. It's our second day in the new studio setup, but with not the equipment we would normally have at our disposal. So it's kind of been a little chaotic. And again, appreciate your indulgence and your patience with us as we continue to deliver the goods, the energy that I think you've become accustomed to here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. So what about uh, spy agencies? What are they into now? Clothing? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of technology. Mm-hmm. I am. And there's something they're coming out with, the uh, U.S. intelligent community. Mm-hmm. Uh, something called Smart E-Pants. Smart E-Pants. Smart E-Pants. We're lovely. Yes. What is that all about? It's computerized clothing Why? with uh, integrated audio, video, and geolocation sensor systems that built into it. <sighs> now, really? uh, okay, well, check it out. The... Um, there's this this agency I've never heard of before. Now you've heard of DARPA, right? Yes, we've heard of that. This is the Intelligence Advanced Research Projects Activity. It's IARPA, mm-hmm. and apparently they've been awarded a research contract of over twenty two million dollars to create these smart e pants that can uh, re- record audio and video. 
uh, and, and stuff. Now, one of the things that they're they're saying that this would be for would be for like health monitoring, right? Well, they always so sell it to the guys. You, that you throw on your smart underwear, yeah. and it'll uh, tell you, you know, whether you're you're a little gassy you're, today, eh, Super D? Yeah, I got the reading. <laughs> I'm here over at IARPA next to DARPA, and we know what what you've been eating is not good. Now, if you think, if anybody thinks this is really going to be used for the, the benefit of your health, I mean, we're, we're already talking about increasing uh, electromagnetic uh, field uh, radio frequency radiation, uh, which is, you know, problematic. Some are more vulnerable than others. You're going to go, yeah, everything you wear now, in addition to the, you know, the phone that everybody carries, most people do anyway. Um, this is all about, well, you guys that got smart TVs, you're not carrying that everywhere you go. Or you're leaving your phone behind. We can't have you that doing that. So we just need you to wear pants, socks, underwear, shoes, boots, and hats that are tracking you and monitoring you at all times. I, I'm sorry, Super. I don't find anything beneficial about this. And maybe somebody will find something. Maybe you'll find well, something about dude, it. Well, dude, it's it's kind of interesting. This is like uh, get smart kind of technology, or like uh, mm-hmm. James Bond, right? Yeah. So you, you wear these clothes and they can record. Let's see. So you can listen up to uh, there was a 60 minutes of verbal conversation. Um, uh, uh, it can do video. Monochromatic photo photographs was that 50, 55 degree field of view. Uh, two minutes of monochromatic video. And they can also determine your location. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's got like a GPS thing, you know, built into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think people are going to be running out to get smart e-pants. Now, maybe if it if it uh, played a podcast that you could listen to or right. you could you could watch TV with it or you could play video games on it or something, maybe. What about if they make it mandatory for you to go into the grocery store? You can't come in without your smart e-pants. Unless you have your e-pants yeah. on Yes. Uh, tie it into digital IDs again, digital currencies. On and on it goes. The uh, R- it, it, now get this: smart e-pants. Here's a quote: smart e-pants could revolutionize the Internet of Things mm-hmm. by collecting data to help intelligence, medical, and sports communities. This is according to the Armed Forces Communications and Electronics Association. Hmm. I don't know. Ah, uh, man, I can tell I'm not a fan at this point at all. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it is kind of weird, isn't it? That they would be just throwing this out there and just be like, hey, guys, check it out. We've got these underwear and socks that, that can record video and audio. Mm-hmm. I think most people looking at this are going to be like, dude, that's like spy stuff. <laughs> it's totally. like, why? No, but it, but it can help you with sports. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know. All right. Let's go to something that will be helpful to you. <laughs> Learning about genetics, real genetics. Uh, and if you open up the popular rationalism substack, and I think Super Don's got it linked in the show notes today, thanks to Dr. Jack. Um, boy, this is good. It, it's an opening lecture, Genetics 1, he calls it. An overview is available for you for those that want to learn more. Maybe you tried it the first time and didn't like it, but you know that you could do better if it wasn't for the sucky teacher you had, whenever it was. And now you got good people to help you out. And there's a registration available link there as well. We always have the banner up for IPAC-EDU.org. You can register until October uh, 15th, uh, but there's a little uh, opening salvo. In fact, uh, the first opening lecture is available. It looks like for free right now. Uh, You can just press the button and play it. And it's like an hour and 20-minute lecture 
over there on I think Vimeo they have it, but I think they've also moved over to Rumble. But dude, just yep. indulge. It's embedded on the uh, Substack yeah, as well. Substack. Listen, this is great stuff. And you guys want to go further with your education, look no further than ipac-edu.org to learn about some stuff that you like either missed out on or maybe you were you were playing what was it called? Playing hooky when you didn't go to school back in the day? Like Yeah, we didn't what, necessarily call you it didn't that. Make but. The genetics class apparently, but if you're interested now, you have access to it and it's also reasonable. And I would encourage you to check it out and also subscribe to uh, Dr. James Lyons Weiler Substack popularrationalism.substack.com so that's that's cool appreciate dr jack all all that he's doing to bring good education information out to the people of planet earth right we need some of that we need a lot more of that all right do we have any questions comments of the day coming up today um you know i'm over on our website mm-hmm. looking in the chat room and i don't see anything going on over there quiet today okay the last the the last thing in there is you thanking people for watching the show yesterday all right well if we want to uh shut down the the uh the chat room there nobody's there that's fine we got a lot of people <laughs> on social media apparently i don't know what's going on on uh, uh rumble as well uh, plain hooky yeah i think that's an antiquated term even when we were kids what is it called now diana case ditching school diana. that's what it was called ditching school okay. yeah i don't know yep so old in me, I guess. You know, ditching. Yeah, I remember that. Nope. Which I did a lot of. Mm-hmm. School was fun. School was social for me. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking the rules, right? Smoking well, I, in the boys' room. About school, and I did fairly well at it. But it was, uh, you know, as I've talked about history, for instance how disgusted I was with history classes. And I'm like, now I love history. Why did I hate it back then? Because it was taught in a such disconnected, disjointed manner. Now I didn't have the conscious awareness of why I hated history, but the fact is all they wanted you to do was regurgitate dates, times and places and names and have no lively discussion about why those events. I had a lot of trouble, you know, every once in a while you would get a class Mm -hmm. and it had a really good teacher that made what it was they were talking about interesting and fun, right? And so in those types of classes, I did fine. But most of it, I just couldn't get into it. It was just like, why? I don't, I don't care about this stuff. It's like, what? which is not exactly the best attitude to have. But, right. um, you know, if I just couldn't wrap my head around it, it was just like I felt like I was wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So, but... <laughs> I, I look I, I i know that um the right teacher can spark the imagination and 100%. The, the excitement of students and i know that there are a lot of teachers you know maybe that went in for the right reasons they find out that they get drummed out even back then i remember having some teachers that were pretty profound impact on me and they were looked at by other teachers as being you know bad teachers because i think that they made those other teachers look bad because they weren't as engaged you know, with the creative imagination, inspiring students to learn. Uh, I think that's one of the things that is lacking, of course, through uh, what we call, uh, was it the uh, the teachers' unions? Mm-hmm. Like mediocrity is promoted at best. Uh, so there, there are good people that can teach and inspire. But as I said specifically to the way it was taught, 
even if it was a decent teacher, very often it was about dates, times, places, and names. Just remember them, regurgitate them on a test, but don't talk about the reason why an event happened and how it was related to another event and another event, another event, which since that time, learning history is like a fascinating subject to me. Yeah. Seeing the relationships well, in time, why that things was, dominoes fell and fall and what yeah, does it that, impact. That was not, I don't even know if today, if that's, if they, if they do anything like that in school, I don't think they really do. That's what it's, it's all about. You know, it's about read this chapter and then there's going to be a test on it. Yeah. You know, boring. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't, mean to be boring but we're almost at the end of the show today and i do feel uh a little strange based on the technology that i've made work we've made work to get through it but it is a little bit more draining and exhausting to do the show realizing that you're you're not in an element that you're familiar with and that you don't know if it's going to to work at any moment in time i mean i'm pressing buttons on computers that aren't here right now that's the weirdness <laughs> of what i'm dealing with and realizing I have to deliver and I want to deliver good information to you and engage you and maybe even be a little silly in the midst of it because I need to laugh in the midst of this or I'll cry because it's been intense. But I'm grateful for all the people that are helping out. I'm, you know, I'm looking at this graphic behind me, Super D, you helped put together and then and Anna took it to that level. We can take that and now make that maybe into a wavy form too if we want. Yeah, just send it to me. Go. Yeah. So there's some really cool stuff happening. I am looking forward to seeing a lot of friends reunioning here at the Heal for the Ages event. Uh, that starts technically tomorrow uh, with online event. And then you can stream it uh, with the code 10. You get $10 off with the code Bell, or you can be there if there are any tickets available to be there in Dallas. I know it's going to be very hot, uh, but we'll be there for the weekend for that. And then come back in studio. Hopefully we'll have my... Uh, computer ready. I don't know. They said three to five days, so I might struggle on a few more shows when I'm back in studio. I'm not sure yet. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back in business and better than ever uh, as far as our ability to broadcast and even have in-studio in guests, which was what prompted this. Jonathan E. Mord uh, wants to be in studio for our telethon coming up on the 18th of, uh, what month is this? September. September. A three-hour telethon, brighteon.tv, uh, simulcasting as well, and then another event after that. So there's a lot to ha lot to go on. If we're gonna, for those of you in the United States that care about this country, the American uh, ideals and freedom, there's a lot at stake. There has been since the day that you know the Declaration of Independence was was ratified or signed. Us, let me say that, much less the Constitution. But in any generation and in every generation that succeeds it. We got to decide if it's valuable enough to defend, to actively uh, take part in. And I don't mean just by voting, but certainly I think the opportunity to bring uh, uh, my, my daughter just walked into my studio. What do you need? What are you doing? Love. Okay. She's bringing the love. Thank you. honey. You want to say hi to everybody? All right. Love. There we go. <laughs> it's like my hippie daughter, right? 18 mm. and she's a hippie. She's love. She's love. We love the love. Thank you, Ari. Thank you. That's very sweet. With this new setup that you got here, we can't can't see people sneaking up behind you anymore. That's true. I kind of have my over my left shoulder. I have a way to watch. So we've got a question real quick here before we go to the break from Charmaine over on Rumble. Yes. Saying, what was the product called glucose? Were you oh, talking about the yeah. glucose sugar balance? Yeah. Can you, is there a way you can respond and give the link? That's it. Superdon's holding it up right now. It's called glucose sugar balance by food research. And you can get it from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. If you go to, it's one of the banners we always have up. Choosetobehealthy.com is one of the sources we use for 
our 100% whole food nutrient supplements and things. And that's one of the key products of the triumvirate of selenium, chromium, silicon that we've done for years. And he has all of them in a whole foods uh, form. He carries the sovereign copper, the sovereign silver, the Argentine 23, and all, all kinds of good stuff. But you can use the code RSB5, my initials five, to get a little discount when you check out anything that you get there. And I think he has sometimes some discounts if you buy multiples at a certain point, like six of something. But please take advantage of that. Uh, he's at 866, uh, what's the number? 424-1077. Or you can go to choosetobehealthy.com or click on the banner at robertscatbell.com and you can find it uh, and get the glucose sugar balance formula food research. One capsule, three, maybe even four times a day if you're just starting out to really replenish those minerals and watch what happens to blood sugar metabolism. It's amazing, among other things, because it's good for the liver as well. So, Ula All loves right. my hippie daughter. Yes, of it's, course. It's break. Oh, no, let's see. We started I'll, a little bit late. We start today because of all the technical stuff, too. Yeah. A few minutes, a couple of minutes, a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Lori hated history in high school, too. So, she's not the only one. I'm not the only one. She took three semesters of history in college, but my professor made it fun. Yeah. You know, the teachers make a difference. Who inspired you? Or can you adopt something in terms of your mannerisms to inspire others to learn for me that's part of the process here of what we do super d is inspire people to want to go further like the homeopathic hits maybe you're interested maybe not i was always worried that you wouldn't be but then again until recently we didn't have an easy way an entry way to get you there so i'm thinking dude kudos to everybody that's been squeaking on this and super don for making sure it happens like I said before, we want to do things that you guys want. So that's what it's all about. All right, let's go ahead and take our break. We'll come back uh, uh, for the bonus round. Okay. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Whatever you all want to. And then we'll take a break until tomorrow uh, for Jonathan E. Mort and then heading out to Dallas for the event. Upcoming events, we'll remind you of some of those as well. Thanks for being here, y'all. Thanks for the, well, the guests that didn't show up. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Thanks for the guest who didn't show up. Like, what? what? Hello. Thank you all for being here. Please share the show and uh, become patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Be awesome. We got our next uh, AMA. Zoom AMA is uh, Monday. I don't know what date will it be. The twenty-third. It was a week from. The, it's a week from the eighteenth, which would be what the twenty-fifth. Ah, uh, yeah, twenty-fifth. Yep. So, good job. Thank you for doing the math for me. All right. All right. We'll be back in sixty seconds. Our heel is yours. And we're back. Hooray! Bonus round starts now. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I really think uh, going back to the opening, it was just, you know, I had to pre-record for tomorrow as well, so I had to reset the studio, uh, and there was not enough time to test and consider all the factors like this laptop, while it's a great laptop, it's not able to do all the things the desktop is uh, as far as the capacity, the RAM, all of that. So it was just, it was pushing it too hard. And that's why I think the video. I think what happens if you've got something else running on the computer that just happens to come up in the background or something like that, it throws it off and then it eventually comes back. Under normal use, it's fine. But we were really pushing its limits with the broadcast today with all of the ways with a second monitor and all the things I wanted to run. And I did run partially. But, oh, man, just again, another miracle that we could get on the air based on I could have just done it from the dining room. Might have been easier. But what the heck? I just crazy that way. I wanted to kind of commit to this new studio thing. Keep going. 
Tropical Storm Lee has strengthened into a hurricane, and they, they are saying it could reach Cat 5 as it moves across the Atlantic Ocean. Are they had, predicting a threat to Florida or the East Coast or anything? Had a few of these, uh, haven't we? So far, it's been a pretty busy hurricane season. Oh, interestingly enough, our guest has just opened the email. Oh, a little bit late? I just got a notification. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Whoops. Oops, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's too bad because it was a good topic. I was looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's something we don't talk about that much. But we'll have to go in and change the notes so it doesn't confuse people as to why that guy, he's not here today. So Yeah, I'll go and fix it. Yeah. So, all right, Ula has said what she wants. Another one of those, huh? I don't know. More musical interlude. We're not going to do that for free. Yeah, that's going to cost you. <laughs> they got to have reached some kind of goal. Yeah, on that's that true. one. We did that, but it was like a was that the hundred Patreon? Kind it was of our hundredth, and it's funny because with Patreon, it you know it ebbs and flows. Yeah. So I think we're we're back to being below a hundred again. Oh man, maybe we need to do another motivator to get people to a hundred again, and we'd sing and dance. I don't know why people would want to see that. But. Sing and dance, right? Isn't that what you're we the did? you're the guy that won't let anybody see you dance? So, um, it's embarrassing. Ula says, how about you doing a cover of Don't Stop Believing? <laughs> Just a small town boy living in the South Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Um, I would say something, something other than singing. Right? Yeah. You know, a long time ago... And it just kind of fell through the cracks with everything that was going on. Uh, we were going to do a rap. Remember that? We never did it, did we? We never did it. I'm trying to. Who, I who think was? everybody thanks us for not doing it. Yeah. Hey, hey. But anyway, I don't know. We'll, we could figure something. If you guys really want us to do something like that, and, and new listeners probably are wondering what we're talking about. What happened was, I don't know, this was a year ago, maybe longer. More, yeah. Um, we 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 did a thing where we said if we reached a hundred patrons on Patreon, then Robert and I would do a our our version of Copacabana by Barry Manilow, and so we did. And you can see that you can watch the video. The video is is available up on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's him and I uh, singing. <laughs> and then your daughter came in. I actually, I think what it was is you got cold feet, and so you I you wanted help. your I, I you, you wanted you wanted your daughter, who's an amazing singer. It was out of my wheelhouse, big time. Yes. And, uh, so she so, uh, she stood next to you and, and participated. Yeah, and again, if we were doing a Neil Diamond song, no problem. I'm I'm there. But uh, I think that's available. Did you make that on on the patrons that when I that I think is there as well. Yeah. We've got the video of you uh, drinking the Orange Guard. I think that's in there. That's in there, too. Oh my that's God. in there as well. Yeah. Um, we got, we got, actually, there's a lot. We should go back and revisit all the stuff that's on Patreon. It, it consists mostly of past AMAs, yeah. which, you know, is just when we get together and, and uh, do a Zoom call, mm-hmm. and we just talk about whatever it is that people want to talk about. And it always ends up, you know, we end up having conversations we had no idea we were going to have yeah, we do, yeah exactly but there's also those videos that we've done and other things from the past lost episodes mm-hmm. of the robert scott bell show that we put up there that, that was in uh, the archives and there's a, a, a seminar webinar whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. of you and john rapaport uh yeah. t- 
A to Z on everything that you could possibly want to know about vaccines and the history of vaccines and, and everything. Yeah, I think we were one of the first to do that, you know, and then and everybody else jumped on the vaccine thing. We were like, nobody had ever done it. It was like 10 or 11 hours of, of uh, yeah, it was a lot with notes and things. Yeah. Back in the day, boy, think about how many years we've been at this, too. Oh, Marge, Marge jumped into the chat room to let us know she's going to go watch Kate Daly. Okay, Marge, thanks for being here. Did you like the homeopathic hit today, Marge, on Hypericum? Anybody? You liking the homeopathic hits? Keep the feedback coming. It encourage it only encourages us. Yes. Yeah. So if you like it, we won't quit. All right. What else? Uh, let's see. Uh, upcoming events. Just a reminder. You know, those are always available to you at the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. And you can see this weekend we've got the Dallas event with uh, Brian Artis. Uh, let's see what else we got coming up here. Just a reminder, the Biomed Expo. The Biomed Expo. That's the next big one, Las Vegas, 14th through 17th. And use the code uh, COSMIC to get Cosmic. 65% off your tickets. And that's going to be great. We got the Healing Strong team. You know what? I got to say, I got to say, this dude here. No, who is uh, Johnny Delirious? We've had him on the show years ago. I think ago. we have, yeah. Yeah. He, and he that recovered. side profile dude, he reminds me of Billy Zane. Really? You see it? Let me see. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, he kind of? I can't. Every time I see that, I'm just like, oh, Billy Zane's going to be there? Yeah. Well, he, I, if I remember correctly, many years ago, we encountered him because he overcame hepatitis C. Okay. And he's, he's been on the circuit ever since then. He's a cool guy. So we're looking forward to seeing him and many other people. And Bobri will be there from Folium. Um, Christine Glein from Nutritional Frontiers. She's going to do Soul Intelligence. Uh, below that, we got the Houston uh, event. That's um, Healing Strong, 29th and 30th of September, Houston, Texas. I'll probably make, maybe I'll get to connect with Ed Group on that trip too. He'll be there. Um, but uh, there's the professional training event we talked about in Pittsburgh with Nutritional Frontiers. Uh, then the eighth annual, simultaneous to that, eighth annual Your Health Freedom Gallon Symposium. And that's uh, outside of uh, Salt Lake City area. And that's going to be great fun. And we got the Health Freedom Expo, October 14th and 15th. That follows the Trinity Live event for all health care providers are, are welcome to attend that, including Trinity graduates and students and IPAC students as well. Uh, then the Great Northwest Awakening. That's added recently, so you might not be aware of that. It's a one-day event just outside of Portland on the other side of Columbia River in Washington State, Patriots United, WA.com. Patriots United, WA.com. The date on that is, trying to see it. It October is. 21st. Thank you. October 21st. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of people. Brian Artis will be there. Uh, Stella Emanuel will be there. Um, there's some local politicians, I think, as well. Really cool people. They're going to be a full-on concert, music concert as well. That's going to be a fun day. All right. Uh, then we have the we had uh, Doctors Terry and Stu Warner on just the other day, and we're talking about Heal Your Family Naturally, Bobby Kennedy, Kevin Sorbo, um, I'll be there. Uh, Kimberly Overton, Jack Wilson, Judy Mikovits, Shannon Croner, Richard Urso. That's going to be an amazing event, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And remember, the F7 Film Festival, f7filmfestival.com. Maybe you can add that image up there, but that's happening the day before uh, it, the event. And you could submit. Uh, you still have a few days left to submit a film or even a trailer to a film. That'll be happening there as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. Perfect time to be in Phoenix, Scottsdale. November. Then we have already for oh, there there it is. Is the F7 Film Festival, November 2nd in Phoenix, Scottsdale. So you definitely want to partake in that. 
Uh, then we have already our first event for the new year. Uh, that'll be Groundhog Day and the day beyond, February 2nd and 3rd, Autism Health Summit, thanks to Tracy Schlepsevic, Brian Hooker, James Lines-Weiler, Del Bigtree, uh, Dr. Nooshwander, Dr. Wakefield, and me. That's going to be amazing, too. So that's it. Upcoming events, I think. I think we covered all the, the, the gratitudes and thank yous for everybody. You can always find those who support this message of health, freedom, and healing, liberty, and the banners. Uh, Superdon has, I think, a special place where you can find out all the discount codes, including for uh, Cardio Miracle, which, you know, I, I'm noticing as I'm going on there, Super D, like I'm at the gym. Um, you know, when I get there and I, I, what, what I'm doing is basically I'm just putting that little uh, monitor thing on and I'm wrapping my hands. You're for, putting you know, on the your, smart, your smart e-pants. Smart e-pants, exactly. Yes. And then I'm wrapping my hands, you know, and I can, you know, monitor my heart rate from when I'm just starting. And usually it's been, you know, when you're just moving around, it would go up into the 60s beats per minute, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people have a resting heart rate above that in the 70s, I, I know. But lately I've been noticing that as I'm doing the normal workaday stuff, getting ready to work out, my heart rate's in the low 50s, which, again, means I need to check my resting heart rate. It could be f further into the 40s from all of these working out things and Wow. Cardio miracle. Uh, check, now, if, course, check and see if you're breathing. Yeah. But again, <laughs> the the relaxed state when I'm not in stress, but even as I'm getting ready to work out, it's it's not really elevating. And then how fast do you recover? It's so fast. Again, it's it's a challenge for me to get up when I get into the yellow zone. It's big news. It's like, hey, look, got the yellow zone. They really have to work me hard because the efficiency with which the vascular system is working. And once again, if you aren't doing your cardio miracle every day, you're missing out on something so extraordinary. In addition to other things, it's only going to help. Uh, so that's been great. Of course, the, the the super creatine formula from Nutritional Frontiers has me gaining muscle weight, which is what I was after, and just been extraordinary. So we've been able to integrate some things, and I'm happy to share them with you to let you know of my success. Or if something doesn't work, I'll tell you. But uh, these things have been great. You can find all of these things linked up and uh, pick them up, test them out for yourself. Any other questions or comments as we wrap it up here? Uh, yeah, I don't see anything. Nothing. Huh? So tomorrow, yeah, Jonathan E. Ward, and then an encore for the second hour, which I will, I will Fine. pick me a winner. Select, um, and then back on Friday from the Snake Venom um party. party? You call it that? And and where's it at? Uh, Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I'll have that ready. I've got to get packed up for it tonight. Looks like. It'll be clothing optional. It'll be so hot. No, it won't be clothing optional. What? No, no. But I'm looking at the temperature. I'm like, dude, you don't want to wear What's long sleeves. What's it supposed sleeve. to be? Triple digits? Yeah. yeah. I hope it changes, but it looks nice. like I'm going to go right into a heat wave. All right. Just as we've gotten arrested. But you know what? Because your liver is doing so well, it just won't, you won't feel a thing. You won't feel a thing. It'll yeah. Fine. I'll just totally. sweat it on out. Totally comfortable. Sweating to the oldies. There you go. All right. Thank you, Super D, for making it go despite my technical uh, difficulties thank you to anna for helping me as well in studio and uh thanks to my daughter for showing up and giving me some love and uh who else do i say thank you to all y'all you know all y'all sharing the show there you go and so thank you for doing that love to have you a part of our next zoom ama if you'd be part of our uh patreon supporters that'd be amazing we give away really cool stuff a lot of good goodies yeah i still yes. got to get the stuff out from the last ama so th thanks for your patience on that it's been so much going on and uh, with that, see you tomorrow with Jonathan E. Mord, and then see you in Dallas after that. All right. Have a good day, guys.